This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Happy Tuesday morning, all. We are the Junks. We're coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan. The team, 980. That's on the AM dial. And Monumental Sports Network. We're brought to you by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junks. If you are looking to be the next five-star technician, it's very simple. Go to CropMetcalf.com. You can join that team today. I am Cakes, at Monumental Cakes on your Twitter, at CakesFlops. On your Instagram, I'm joined this morning by Jason Bishop. Richard. Hello. Richie. Also, John Paul Flame. And Eric Bickle, who turns 54 today. Happy birthday. <laughs> Brian yeah, Erlocker. Thank you. Big yeah. number 5'4". If you want to um, just grace me with your <clears throat> gifts, Eric-Bickle-3. I mean, cash is king. Everybody, cash is king. Everybody knows cash is king. Well, that wouldn't be cash. That would be... Digital currency. Yeah, I mean, it turns into cash. <laughs> Essentially, it's the same. getting very persnickety. But yes, it's digital currency. Yes, which everybody loves. Got big plans for the birthday. You get your uh, cake from Lace to Lease. You know what? My wife last night admitted to me that she forgot to order it. Uh-oh. And I was like, you know. You can't just I've, pick it up? You got to pre-order it. Oh, yeah. And I said, I said, you know, I've never forgotten for you. That's a party foul right there. Party foul. Big time party foul. But we'll see. So um, what do you got? You got we some, know Harry. Some dinner tonight, maybe? Some dinner? Nice yeah, dinner? my daughter has practice, so I'll, I'll, we'll both go. We'll mm. both head into the uh, Chantilly Herndon area, mm. and we'll try to find a restaurant. Yeah, it's how it works sometimes. I mean, if you've got plans, you've got you know kids' activities. Actually, my son's birthday is Friday, and he doesn't want to celebrate because he's got counties on Saturday. Got match. He's got to cut weight. <laughs> Yeah, mm. or at least maintain his weight. He doesn't really yeah. do much cutting. Well, we all got to cut weight, but well, um, certainly <laughs> yeah. for your birthday, I'm gonna yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get birthday. Something. All bets are off. I mean, all yeah, bets yeah, are you off. don't worry about it on your birthday, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, what it is, we're getting up there. Fifty four. I I could still I guess I'm for I guess technically I'm still closer to fifty than sixty, but not for much longer. Yeah, no, I mean, no, you're man, you're, you're, you're about a year longer. away from getting some good senior discounts. <laughs> yeah, you are. Do you get uh, there's definitely 55? a lot of uh, there's a there's a community can. that I've driven yeah. by for yeah. years, which has some nice homes. Which I always joke with my wife. I'm like, just two years away from that. <laughs> it's a fifty five and over. Got some nice I houses can't do in that. there. I mean, it's great, but I I just can't be around only old people. <laughs> You know, I except you know what most people. Here's the reality. I don't disagree with you, but the reality is most people don't even go outside their house that much, right? One of them. Uh, You know, they don't. Yeah, but you you just said you had a neighbor move. He didn't even know. True, but so if you're in a 55 and over community, you're not even to know. Yeah, but have you ever been to like Leisure World? Sure, like in that community, I've been there before. It's just all old people in the in the in the grocery store, you know, in the the Chick Fil A or whatever. I, I. they need to have some youth. <laughs> hey, you'll feel like a young buck that the, way. The Leisure World parking lot. Yeah. 
hazardous to drive around in there. <laughs> oh, right now, I Trust think they're doing me. construction there, No, too. I don't even mean to just because yeah, of, just how all, bad they are, yeah. of the people that are, <laughs> yeah. that are populating that. Is that one of those spots where storefronts right? have been hit by people who don't hit their brake when they're parking? I can't recall, but, I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me if that so, were the case. I don't think so, but I've noticed that there's a little bit of construction there. I, I think there's a subway there. There's a honey baked ham there, right? It's definitely same. a honey baked ham. Yeah. There's a crisp and juicy. Right. There's a, there's a post office, which old people love them some post offices. <laughs> uh, what else? There's Giant. That's your anchor. Yeah. Burger King. Right. Several banks. You right. know that whole plaza. Well, I've been there a hundred. I've been there a hundred, two hundred times. Right. Yeah, I'm Alito, not that familiar. There. Yeah. I think I've only been there one time when I was um, dropping off a bunch of books. Still barking for some reason. I was out there and I used their post office. You had a bunch of old farts that wanted your book. Oh, to use the post office. Yeah, I got you. It's it's just depressing to think about it. (laughs) Just think about the the time passing by so so quickly. What are you going to do? I'm just trying to enjoy it. I mean, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, nothing you can do. It's just how, yeah, it's how you look at it. You know, my. You can look at it from a positive side like you're trying to do or a negative side like I do. (laughs) No, I mean, I believe you. I have negative thoughts all the time. My son's going through and seeing your son, your daughter's going through senior year and. Um, My daughter's a junior, so junior, I, got, sorry. Yeah, I got another year. Um, and, and I'm actually glad I have another year. Yeah, I get it. My son's You're lucky because you, yeah. you, you, you got, you know, I got, got a younger coming one. Up. Yeah. But, yeah, like I'm I, I'm kind of going through it like with every scrimmage. Now the regular season starts this week. And, you know, in 15 games he's going to be hanging up, and I'll never see my kid play lacrosse ever again, which is something, you know, it's kind of a rite of passage we've been doing since he was like seven or eight years old. Right. That'll hit um, you. Yeah. Alumni games. I mean, those are, you know, scattered, but I've encouraged him to do like adult league stuff. I know yeah. when, he, when he's working and stuff, I've told, you know, he played varsity soccer in, in high school, uh, mm-hmm. as, you know, get in a co-ed soccer league. You know, those are the kinds of things that we did, but, um, yeah, I don't know. What am I going to do when all my kids are done? Kind of what I look for. House cakes. To. He's an empty nester. You're going to yeah. see flops, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're just going to play golf. You're going to keep playing yeah, golf. You're going to do that too. Just going to play golf. Unless your yeah. arms fall you're off. You're going to be a you, fixture at the club. You yeah. come I mean, in I mean, here complaining <laughs> about your stupid well, forearms every day. My forearms and my hands. I think I have maybe not broken something in like in a bad way, but there might be some little somethings in there because arthritis. Mm, well, I mean, I have arthritis. Might be flared mm. up. It's just uh, your body just can't take the wear and tear. I'm gonna, and I, I've looked at. I'm hitting like a hundred balls a day, mm-hmm. not that much, right? But I think when you're like, if I did this when I was 35, it wouldn't be a big deal. Sure, but, but it's also it's, off the mat. I know you got a nice mat. Yeah, Maybe you need to the hit mat, them off the grass. But I've hit a lot off the tee too, and that that has no factor, yeah. right? That's no factor. <laughs> so I, it's just the wear and tear. It's just you know, it is what it is. This is the junks dealing with their mortality. What's ailing you? <laughs> I, I'm actually an expert in this field. So I can I can help him. I, I thought it was his knee flaring up again. I thought it was him being upset because he had his bet voided yesterday. No, that was a different issue. You don't need the mic thing. Yeah, don't worry. I was looking for a mic cover. Uh, I, I guess this is a, uh, my first my first uh, hemorrhoid. You got a hemorrhoid. Ooh. Oh no! Mm. Well, this is the expert sitting to my right. I birthday boy. I thought about I thought about uh, calling or texting Eric last night. Call me. A lot. I actually actually do have friends that call me about butt issues. Stumper it's always a, calls me. I was going to say, I can't imagine more than one this guy. Is, yeah. This is um, uh, a very uh, uncomfortable and... Unsightly. Unsightly. Now, is it self-diagnosed or a doctor actually like well, diagnosed so, uh, I mean, self-diagnosed. But okay. I'm Did you feel sure. it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's... Yeah. It's my first one ever. Were you straining too hard when I, you went to the bathroom? Master, did you have like a brick that kind of <laughs> contributed? You know what I mean? I, I mean, I can't pinpoint the exact moment. Right. 
Uh-huh. But <laughs> have yesterday, you had some bricks lately? Yesterday morning. I I guess so, yeah. Yeah. So what you need, first of all, I told you. So you got the cream. That's good. Need a suppository. Cream, get the money. Okay. Put that bullet in there. (laughs) And then everything comes out like a rocket ship. Mm. That helps. You need fiber. It's horrible. You need to go right I, away and get fiber, I, and you I, need to soften everything up. I have a I have a high fiber diet. No, no, no. You got to go over the top right now. You need you need some psyllium fiber. fiber. I just I need I need the the pain and swelling to go. Yeah, so you, <laughs> you want to send the pain below. Actually, I need to send the pain above. Yeah, you're sh- here's, your what I, here's what I recommend: right after the show, or even have Mike Marr do it during the show. <laughs> you go and you get a hundred percent brand cereal. Yuck. Okay, and just put a little skim milk in there and have that two, three times a day. You'll have some mush, and then things are going to calm down. You need to calm everything down. I, yeah, your system's and I know it's things I are, tell you, very so you can't irritating. even sit down. You can't I know, I can't. It hurts. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it hurts that to sit down. It does. That's wow, when it's, that it's really fired yeah. up. Yeah. Believe I me, think, I know what I'm telling you, the goalie. Apple cider vinegar gummies yeah, will I also rec- help. Recommend mm. that too. I almost think they are they're better, more powerful than like raisin bran. I, I had to I had to go to sleep. hundred percent fiber. It yeah. was it was so painful and irritating. <laughs> I had to put an ice pack on my butt. Yeah, to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Some people you could buy like these little donut pillows that you have to sit on. So it doesn't put any pressure. Yeah, you guys on your... are experts. Yeah, <laughs> You're I'm, not, I'm not an expert. No, I'm looking up to expert. the. I'm looking up, up to the sensei. Yeah. I am the king. Yeah. Okay. It's his Deal first one. Time. Hemorrhoid king. <laughs> Here's the thing. He said, "When does it go away?" I said, "Well, it calms down." I don't think it really goes away. This is now going to plague you the rest of your life, <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless you get a surgery or something. You might need to go. Stop for that surgery. He probably doesn't want people to talk about it. But <laughs> yeah, butt surgery. Yeah, yeah, butt and surgery. It's first segments early. He had I'm sure we'll get back to him. They had to go in there and cut it all out. He called me on the way to the doctor. Can you pop it like a pimple almost? Oh, it pops on its own. <laughs> did, did, was there blood in your stool? Oh, it's no. gross. When mine pops, it's like um, a murder scene. This is the worst segment of the week. You could yeah. have multiple. Yeah. It's not multiple. It's, it's just... probably just one big-ass thing right there. I get it. You know what? Calm it down. He... This is what he gets for always making fun of you guys for being old <laughs> and hurting. <laughs> now, yeah. he, now he's the hemorrhoid guy. He's got the yep. hemorrhoid. He's, his, his body's mm-hmm. breaking down. That's in his 30s. Yeah, goof on us. Keep the yeah. same, same age all the time. This, this thing is going to explode like a volcano. It could. It could. If you keep having bricks, it's going to explode. Pop a hemorrhoid. You need to get the 100% brand. You need to uh, use all those creams and, and like, and you need to make get the white hemorrhoid wipes. You yeah, you definitely the need hemorrhoid the hemorrhoid wipes. <laughs> um, all that got to be soft. And you're attacking it from every angle. Let's yeah. just let it pass. Hey, it sounds like a real problem. It doesn't really pass. How, yeah, I don't know how you can let this you pass. Got, you I can't have soft, soft duties. It's just it's to calm this too shall down. pass. Yeah, I mean but the, the really pain could last. It's weeks. just not. It's just constant. The yeah. pain's con- a real yeah. hemorrhoid. A it's real constant. Hemorrhoid. You don't have real hemorrhoids. Trust me. I got the internal. If you do, you'll be complaining. Valdez, generally, I I've like had to, hemorrhoids. I, I like to go in there you and give you a massage. To, Are you sure? But I'm not massaging that yet. area. I can't do that. I guarantee you, still have them in there. They're just they're calm right now. It's good. <laughs> it, hurt, it, it hurts to sneeze. That's actually the biggest. Man, thing. that's your other end too, man. It's really uh, such a delicate really part impactful. of the body. It is a very delicate <laughs> yeah. part of your body. Just don't, just don't be like those guys though, and go and sun your where the sun don't shine. I was I was thinking about you when I I had my legs up <laughs> while I was taking a warm bath. 
Epsom salt bath is another thing that helps. I, I've, I've been Did reading all. I've been reading all about that. Yes, it's pretty much everything I'm saying coming up on all your searches. Yeah, yeah, your, yeah. your Google. Man, if we're yeah. talking about Epsom salts, man, I, I, are you sure you're not turning 154? <laughs> yeah. Never. Take that yeah. Never. A lot of times I mean, I've I'm taken not Epsom. Your butt, your butt, butt, go. Especially, especially when the hemorrhoids are flaring up. Epsom salt baths are crucial. Mm. I can't. Th- I can't think about anything right now. <laughs> yeah, you're you obsessed. Want, it's on my uh, uh, like. The pain is on my brain. Yeah. So now your leg is. Good to go. I'm going to put you on the FUBAR list. Soon I, as I wonder get a pen. why you didn't t- text me yesterday about your new driver. <laughs> I, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Did you pick it up? Yeah, or, I picked it up. But you couldn't even swing? I couldn't swing. Trust me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's, it's debilitating. A, a friend I of guess mine, I've never had that type of hemorrhoid. But no. I've had like a lot of the symptoms that you talked about. You can't I mean, I've had sit. where you sit and it, you feel it. <laughs> Yeah, some are worse than others, obviously. <laughs> I mean, you see them some preparation H cream on it, and that's about I've, all I've I do. done. I've done the the preparation. Yeah, H. Cream, like it's for rookies. The cream, the bullet, the um, hundred percent fiber, the wipes. That's pretty much. Hey, can, that's can, attacking it from all angles. A, can you do me a favor? Can you like? <laughs> Screenshot all the stuff I need to get <laughs> yeah. from CVS. Yeah, and then you need to make set, a trip. Send it to me. You should be just in so I know, hours. Just so I know exactly what I'm getting. You probably yeah. need some Tux medicated pads. He's that, probably going to want to spread your cheeks and look. I actually use the Tux <laughs> yeah. medicated pads. I think it's some sort of, um, I forget what it is. It's just a basic. No, the Tuck. I forget what the main ingredient is. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you, the goalies are The only thing about the goalies, they're expensive. Hey, what's. What's the, what's this thing about internal and externals that I keep reading? Well, an external <laughs> would be one like you really like if you, if you went in a mirror somehow. It's very aggressive. You could see it on the, the outside extra. of your of your special area yeah. down there. It's just, it's just out out. Yeah. Yeah. Internal. Yeah. Minor, That's a really angry one. I had one. internals. <clears throat> so just inside. Just inside. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, they get a little angry. <laughs> well, but I, I can clear well, it up. They need I can more clear space. In like two well, my, mine are screaming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how angry clear, they are. I can clear mine up pretty quickly. When I have a flare-up, I go right to this. <laughs> Same for So that's how angry mine are, Jake. This <laughs> 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 makes me laugh. Isn't it crazy? Like life. Yeah. My, Miner's anger is Bobby Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing chairs. And yeah, yeah. It's very upset. It's choking. Uh, yeah. Who was the point guard? Neil oh, Reed. Neil Reed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> This is not how I saw the first segment going, Sorry, but hey, okay. sometimes that's the beauty of the show. But I got you, bro. Don't worry. Okay. All right. Hey, yeah, send, me, send me the picture. I'll send you some screenshots. Coming up later on the show today, we'll have Rick Snyder, 106.7 The Fan columnist. We'll talk Commanders with him. Soren Petro, host of the program, Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City. We'll talk about one of the Super Bowl participants with him. That's coming up at 9 o'clock. When we come back, we'll get into Dan Quinn's press conference. He was introduced to the media yesterday, we will get into that next here on The Fan. Later in the show, we'll give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to see Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper when their tour touches down at Jiffy Lube Live September 10th, 2024. So keep listening for your chance to win. I'm guessing Commander's Head Coach Dan Quinn would probably be into that show because he seems like a rock guy. He walked into Commander's Park yesterday before his press conference he loves to do the the hang loose sign, mm-hmm. and he loves let's get rocking. Mm-hmm. He loves, he loves say, rocking. Let's get rocking. That Dan Quinn. <laughs> so let's get into some of his uh, audio from the presser yesterday when he met the media at two thirty out in Ashburn. Let's go to cut four of Valdez. This is him on 
lessons he's learned after his first head coaching opportunity in Atlanta. First and foremost, um, in leaving there, I wanted to make sure I did a 360 to find, you know, what would be some potential blind spots, you know, that I did in, in a good way of trying to take on too much at times. And so that's why for me, coming into, you know, when I was looking, to, if I got another shot, there were a couple things that I wanted to find. One, you know, was from the ownership side, a team that support, you know, the general manager side to be in lockstep and have a partner with. And then the third part, you know, was like a fan base that was really wanting to go get after it. The lessons for me was, man, be right. You know, it's the players and the team. And it came from a good place of trying to help and solve problems. But make sure, keep the main thing, the main thing, John. And uh, I had some time to test that in Dallas. And so that was good for me to go and do that and go through that process because I'm a much stronger coach today than when I took over, you know, years back in Atlanta. And so, like I said earlier, man, you – You want to run with those lessons and go prove it. And the best competitive moments in my life have come when you had to go prove it. And uh, that's what I want to apply. Hmm. A lot of confidence coming from Dan Quinn yesterday. I'll tell you, I I was blown Mm -hmm. away. Now we have a lot of clips here we can go through. But my overall assessment was, after really kind of studying it, and I watched it again last night, is this dude is thoughtful, He's, uh, you know, he's really contemplated what's worked and what hasn't worked. And I don't think he's going to leave a stone unturned. I feel like he's got unfinished business. Yeah, he humbled himself after leaving Atlanta. Yeah, and I think he knows he has to learn. And I, I just don't think he's going to mail it in. Like, mm-hmm. I think this guy, oh, no. and, and who knows if he'll be successful. Could could right. just not work. He's going to give 100% the stars on everything. have to align, yeah. but he's going to give you everything you got. I don't know. I was I was really impressed. Um. I don't know. Let's go through some of these others. He seems like, and he seems like a really good dude too. Oh, seems he, like, he seems like a, good, a dude that you would love to sit down and have like a half dozen beers with. Yeah, he seems probably like a good has dude. amazing stories. And I thought he had a good answer for pretty much every question, but you can go through all. All right, let's go with uh, cut eight. This is him on choosing the commanders over other interviews he's had over the last couple of years. I guess while he's been in Dallas, coming in, um, you know, as a coach who has done it before. Um, I knew then what I was looking for. You know, I think when you're first going through it as a first time, you, you got to go get it and you got to go take it. After you've been through the experience, you want to make sure that you can align it exactly like you want to do to go kick ass. And so hmm. that's what I was, you know, looking for specific markers because if I wasn't going to find them, then I wasn't going to do it. And I desperately wanted to, but if the markers weren't in line to say, hey, this alignment between ownership, general manager, the club, um, I wouldn't have. So. When this one was here, um, it was, please call, because <laughs> this one um, is different, and this franchise has a historic mark on the NFL, and so that was different. I knew that was different, and so um, once I knew ownership, I knew general manager, organization, like everything checked, Nikki, and so it was uh, the one that like was a, you know, a flashing light to me to, to say, this is, this is the moment, this is the one. Kind of refreshing that he's coming in solely to coach. He's not coming in to rehab the the organization. He's not coming in to decide on which logo or name that the team's going to have deal with any on of their that helmet. Nonsense. He's yeah. not going to deal with. Hope, he's hopefully not going to deal with the dysfunctional owner that's in the rearview mirror. Like he's coming strictly to coach the football team, and I think that is something that Commanders fans they have to be relieved by. I think he will yeah. be involved in the personnel, though. Oh, He's not going to be making say. the final call, but one of the things that I took away, look, he has a confidence about mm-hmm. himself. 
in the end, the press conferences don't mean anything. It's going to be results, right? Um, but he's going to work side-by-side side with Peters. Definitely. Peters will make the final call. But when we talked to Thomas Dimitrioff, his former boss, GM of the Falcons, he said one of the things that Quinn got when he took over as the Falcons head coach is he got all 53. He actually had the final say. But one of his strengths was identifying talent and so I think hand-in-hand hand with Peters, that's going to be an asset. Yeah, I, I just seem like... I think that's okay. Yeah. It, it just seemed to me like their, knows re- talent. their relationship is going to be sort of the foundation of it. And, like, I mean, I don't know. Peters just seems like a really good dude. So it seems like yeah, he's yeah. an easy guy to get along with, and I'm sure he has strong opinions, and certainly I'm sure Dan Quinn does. But I feel like it's a relationship that has potential to work. Mm-hmm. You know, like... It, it, you you know who knows it's a press conference, but it seems like they they're kind of open to discussing things. And you know, not, one guy's not going to be an. I ass. think it's going to be a good relationship. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good relationship. And, and I don't know if huge. we're going to play the clip. I thought Quinn was very thoughtful in how he's talking about how offenses evolve, and he has to evolve. And his time away allowed him to kind of analyze. He had kind of a set system with Seattle, and he carried that over to Atlanta. And he's realizing that he can't just have, you know, three guys back there and run that same coverage to cover three. Mm -hmm. All right, let's see what he said uh, about the existing personnel for the commanders, the team that he's inheriting as he steps into the head coaching role. Man, was I impressed, you know, by the inside of the defense, you know, with the defensive tackles and knowing that it starts up front on both sides, man, you know, defensive line and offensive line. So that was the spot that jumped out to me, you know, as the defensive tackles and then the skill, you know, at receiver. And you have to have elite players on the edge for the matchup. So when they come, David, you know, that's when you got to go attack. So those would have been the two things that jumped out to me. I certainly, you know, played against the club. So I know about more of the offensive players and game planning and studying, but, uh, this receiving group, you know, really had skill, and they would test you and push you and find matchups. And so that, to me, of guys, uh, that's where it stood out to me first. So he didn't go into detail, obviously, on the offensive line. I would guess he's going to he's gonna be behind closed doors with Peters and telling him this offensive get, line stunk. Let's get some guys. We need to, yeah. we need to spend heavily in, in free agency and or draft some guys because we can't go through seasons with the – with the makeshift personnel that that Ron Rivera was importing here, I was looking at the unrestricted free agent list of the Commanders yesterday, and there's about 20 guys, mm-hmm. you know, 22 I think that I that I counted. You know, I'm guessing minimum 60 percent of those guys are going to be gone. Right. Uh, it kind of depends on who they want to bring back. You know, the Cameron Curls of the world, but this roster is going to look really different. Absolutely. Really different. I, I mean, what jumped out to me is when he was asked that question, he barely said anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. He right. basically said, I like McLaurin and I like Payne and Allen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. basically everybody what he said. Else. Maybe, you know, you <laughs> can assume flip. when he says receivers, maybe throwing Dotson. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Samuel, I think, is a guy who might be gone, but yeah, he knows that. Well, he's a free agent. It's. Uh, it's a team well, that's bereft I mean, of you, talent. You're probably not going to see the Curtis Samuels, the Gibbies. You know, who knows about camera curl? Some of those DBs are, um, I, I believe Fuller's a free agent. So there's there's going to be a lot of different names. There has to be a massive overhaul when yeah. your team won four games right. the previous right. season. Well, fortunately, <laughs> a lot of guys aren't under contract. Yeah. So it's actually good. Yeah. I mean, they, and they've got about $80 million to spend in free agency. Free agency is going to be big for them. Do you have the clip well, of what, he's, what he wants guys. the identity yeah. of the team to be? 
We do have that. That is clip number, let's see, 25, Valdez. I would say, if I had to say two right now, it would be explosive and physical. And the explosive comes offensively uh, and on the return game from big plays uh, through the run game, through play action, through the passing game, ones that can change field position. And those are the explosive plays that you have to keep going and being aggressive to go. Uh, On defense, that's the energy-generating football that takes place on an interception, on a score for, you know, returning on defense, a forced fumble, the sacks, the ones that create negative plays for an offense to put them in some disadvantaged situations. Like, we like playing from second and 12 and 13 and third and longer. So how do you do that? You've got to be bold. You've got to be aggressive. Having the players to do that, that's part of what we do. And then train them to do it over and over and over again. It's so important for us to find guys of things they can do versus things they can't do. And uh, I can remember early on as a coach here at a scout table, like, oh, he's a little slow, he's you know, not very long, but he said, man, I can't wait to watch him. You know, was, I want to find the unique stuff that a guy does have, and then how do we put him into this? And so if we bring a guy here, I want to make sure I'm very clear to Adam to say this is how we would feature this player. He's the, you know, the F tight end. He's the second halfback. He's the starting you know, defensive end, whatever that looks like. And then we can push that player into that vision. Quite honestly, when players leave college, they don't know what their vision is. And that's our job to help them get there. And why do guys develop faster than others? Sometimes the vision of what they can become is so different than what they did in college. They were chose a college, the system changed, the coaching staff changed, whatever it might have been. And now you put them into a space that you know how to feature them. So why do late-round draft picks and free agents take off? There was a specific plan for how that guy could be used. And that's the connection I have to be able to give to Adam as often as I can. So um, explosive and physical. And I'd hope uh, you know teams that have to play against us are like, damn, this, this is going to be hard today. And uh, having that physical nature of the way that we finish plays that jumps out off tape, inspires others that we're with and keeps pushing the standard that you're going to hear me say a lot, uh, finding these standards together. So I would say uh, explosive and physical uh, would be two things that uh, I hope every time uh, we play and get it on that you guys feel that. I, I just really feel like this guy loves football. He oh, loves yeah. He loves football. football. You know, I don't think he's – I just don't see him going out to Pebble and playing all the time, right. doing the celebrity golf circuit. I'm sure he enjoys his free time. But I I get the sense this guy lives and breathes. He's gonna get yeah. in and, gr- and grind yeah. it. Yeah. And he's not gonna day. tolerate, you know, a guy like Chase, you know, just jogging around the field. Nah. That, that ain't gonna happen. Well, they're not gonna have guys like that on the roster. Yeah. I okay. like the identity he's shooting for. Explosive and physical, and he went into greater depth and part of the Dallas Cowboys defensive success the last couple seasons has been interceptions. Mm-hmm. He wants guys who are going to turn the field. He said in special teams, on offense, he wants big plays. So that's kind of going to, I'm sure what they're going to be shooting for in free agency. It's what they're going to be shooting for in the draft. Guys who have big play potential. So maybe he can unlock Emmanuel Forbes because he was a big play guy in college. Mm -hmm. And then maybe, you know, even though he's not going to be running the offense, he and Cliff Kingsbury can unlock Jahan Dotson again because he had a great rookie season. Didn't do much his second season. He wants big plays. And it doesn't sound like he's going to be rigid as far as you have to do it X, Y, Z. You can't. Like, he's going to play. He said it. He's going to play to his player's strengths. And he's going to accentuate those 
and try to get the best out of each guy instead of just trying to fit something in that doesn't actually work. Like, I think that's refreshing to hear, I got, which I, got, I think is what he used to do. Like right. what he said is he kind of learned he ran a certain defensive system, mm-hmm. and eventually the league kind of caught up with it and yep. realized, whoa, I got to evolve. Switch. And the other thing that he said, and I don't know if we have the clip, but he was talking about, from a defensive standpoint, tackling, mm-hmm. and he talked about uh, certain like um, techniques of tackling. Now, he wasn't just talking about in the trenches. He was talking about open field tackling. Yeah. Right. And he said that's one thing that Joe Witt Jr., the, the new defensive coordinator, is really good at teaching. It's whatever technique. You know, he's very general in yeah. how he was describing it, but just the technique of open field tackling, which, you know, in this day and age in the NFL, open field tackling is huge because it's so everything's so spread out. The hard part is they can't practice. You know, like right. somebody asked him, had he talked to any of the players? And he's like, well, there's certain rules. Mm-hmm. And there's so many rules that prevent them from even doing contact drills. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, we can get into why he chose the, the D.C., Joe Witt Jr. That's cut 16. And then with Joe, um, it's a little different because I had a chance to be shoulder to shoulder with him, you know, over the last three years in Dallas. And through that time, I've just seen the detail, the connection, um, the play style, you know, and so to play good defense, you better be a good tackling team and you better know how to take the ball away. And those are two things Joe and, and the units that he was charged with have been excellent at. And uh, I think over the last three years, you know, with, with Joe there, the team had been, you know, at the top of the league in terms of takeaways and defensive touchdowns. If you want to play good defense, you better tackle because there's so, I'm not talking about in the A gap. I'm talking about there's space plays that happen in today's NFL. And so in that space, had he had the technique to go and make tackles where uh, guys like Cliff and Kyle and everybody else want to create all this space to say, you know, make it hard. So you better be a good tackling team and you better know how to get the ball away and show good disguises, you know, to make the quarterback have to read the coverages after he has the ball in his hand. And Joe's been exceptional at that through his career. So that's why when those moments come, and you want to nail it, uh, you do it, and you go for it. And so I appreciate Josh and Adam when the moment came to go be uh, aggressive. Um, we were going to go do that. Hmm. Sounds just, encouraging. I just got fired he up. said all the right things. <laughs> he know. did. He did. And I remember liking Ron, too, right? And we all saw the stuff. So you never know. Never and know Ron was a football out. lifer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he went straight from playing days to coaching to coordinator to head coach. Yeah, now, apparently, he wants to still be in it as a coordinator. Well, it's, it's funny, and you could correct me if I'm wrong. I think some of these guys are still under contract, but I don't believe Jack Del Rio's been hired. Nope. I don't think Ron's been hired. I don't think Eric Bieniemy's been hired. I mean, what kind of staff did we actually put together? Well, to be fair, Bieniemy was just released of his duties yesterday. Yeah, but he could have interviewed. I right, mean. right. Yeah, I mean, the, the staff is, you know, Doesn't not seem like it was a super uh, high-demand staff. <laughs> no. Yeah, but somebody like Del Rio, he'll probably re- if he wants to, he'll probably resurface here, just like Greg Roman is resurfaced now. I'm not this saying guy's that all they're resurfaced. done. I'm not yeah. saying they're done. I'm just saying they ain't on the top of anybody's list. Doesn't seem hey, like it. No. I thought Del Rio for two years did a good job, and for two years was awful. Well, Cliff yeah. Kingsbury was at the top of Dan Quinn's list. Let's hear why he chose him as his OC here in DC. Well, I think um, I'll take you back a bit, and so. When you're getting prepared for this, you don't, you're not sure what job you're going to get. You know, you're, you're thinking, okay, this you know, opportunity, this opportunity. So it's a little different than being on their side where they were going to select, where on the coaching side you were going to see where would be a good fit. And 
the coaching staff would be the fit irregardless of where you went. Okay, so for me, selecting a place that I would be able to potentially coach didn't have to do with did they have a quarterback or cap space or any of that. It was ownership and general manager and fan base and what you could create together because cap space changes. I was looking to say, how could we do something long-term to kick ass for a long time and continue to play well, not just because they had won this or won that. So Cliff has always been somebody um, that I've kept up with. Um, Years ago, we both coached in college. And uh, we first met each other at a, an award show and just kind of hit it off on that time and then competed against each other. I certainly followed his career, you know, through his time at Tech and then into Arizona and competing. And so in the same way of why I wanted to hire Kyle years ago, like, he was hard to go against. He would stretch the field horizontally and vertically and going against Cliff, those same feelings you had. This is going to be tough. Matchups, formation, <coughs> speed shots down the field, aggressiveness, boldness to go. And so as a coach, you were writing down some names if this is something in your future that said, if I get that shot, this is somebody I would want to talk to. Mm. We'll we'll talk more commanders and the Dan Quinn hiring with Rick Snyder coming up at 7. But coming up next, a bombshell from the Caps as they come out of the All-Star break. So the Caps return to action tonight against Montreal out of the All-Star break. Man, I can't believe how long it's been since they played. Seems like two weeks. So the Caps, they assembled for practice yesterday for the first practice back after All-Star weekend in Toronto. And there was no koozie on the ice for what the team called personal reasons. So head coach Spencer Carberry then let the assembled media know there would be an update on who's nets off status later in the day. And then we just, we get the news around 4 30 PM yesterday that Evgeny Kuznetsov has entered the NHL slash NHLPA player assistance program. Mm-hmm. And he'll be away from the team indefinitely. And the player assistance program is what it's for substance abuse issues and, or mental health issues right. for a player. Right. It's a tough situation. It's sad. We know about <laughs> his past. Mm-hmm. Yep. We don't know what's going on here. And you just hope that whatever the issue is, he gets the appropriate help mm-hmm. and can get his life right yeah. and then get back on the ice. Yeah. Right. I'm not too encouraged, though. I think it's like a recurring thing. Yeah, he needs to – maybe he never really took the help thing seriously and this Possibly. is going to force him to. You never know, right? You're, but you're right. You never know. You never know. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I would guess that this means he's away from the team – for the remainder of this of regular year. season. Yes, I would uh, agree. Like I, I would guess he's not going to rush back until he gets whatever he's dealing with under control. On the ice, he's been very underwhelming, correct? That is correct. I think most well, of his career has to... been underwhelming relative to his talent. Yeah. I mean, who am I to say? But that's that's the impression I get. When we have and like if he's dealing with this year, he only had six goals. If he's dealing with all the off-the-ice stuff, I mean... It's understandable why he's it's going his to play. impact his play yeah. like every time he takes the ice. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a reason that he gets he's getting healthy scratched from time to time by by Carberry. Like he just Carberry just doesn't know what to do with him. Huh. I like he doesn't know where to put him uh-huh. and like what line to play him on. Right. What's his contract situation? 
He is inked through the end of the 24-25 season. So he's got so he one, has more, one year. more year on yeah. the books with the Washington Capitals. At about what? Six million? Uh, it's, his cap hit is $7.8 million. <clears throat> his best season is 2017-2018 where he had 83 points, including 27 goals. Uh, he's been over 70 a couple of times. This season had a meager 17 points yeah, so I mean, far. When you're paying a guy, you know, he counts 7.8 against your cap hit. He has to be more productive than the numbers that you just mentioned. He has to be an impactful offensive player, and he is falling short of that. Where are they now as a team in terms of like how many games out of the playoffs are they? I think they're seven points out of the last wild card spot That's, at this point. They got a lot of work to do. There's yeah. seven games out. Seven, seven points. points out. Seven points out. Yeah. Now they I mean, there's only one teams. team in the in the division that's worse, and that's Columbus. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, so I, they if if they have any prayer, remember they lost four in a row leading up to the All Star break. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <clears throat> if they have any prayer of making a uh, you know a playoff run for one of those last spots, because they're not better than a, the the eighth seed or seventh seed, maybe. Not to be fair, but they, they've got to go for like five and one here starting out. They got to. They gotta beat Montreal tonight. Right. To be fair, the last team in the playoffs right now is the Red Wings. They're the second wild card team. They've mm-hmm. played fifty games. The Capitals have only played forty seven. Yeah. That helps. So if you were to win three in a row, that's six points and all of a sudden you're just uh a point back. one point one. back. Sure, sure. Yeah. It's just hard for this team to win three in a row. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, they gotta come out of the gate. Um and you know, I'm sure they'll be thinking about Kuzi, but um He's the fourth player this year to enter this program from the NHL. They're, and they're all public knowledge. Do you know the guys? And yeah. Do you, do you recognize the other names? Uh, Patrick Lane. Is that recognizable? Line, I think. What was that? I think his last name is pronounced Patrick Line. A Line, okay. Yeah, right. From Columbus. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then there was a couple other guys that I didn't know. Yeah. But yeah, he's the fourth player to enter this program. Right. Well, I mean, it's not a shocker <clears throat> because. Kind of something that I think he's been dealing with, but um, yes, I, I think know. he's been dealing with this for years. And there's no way to know. There's no way to know. We just know what you know. The picture that came out several yeah. years ago that yeah. wasn't great, and he got suspended by that the International great. Ice Hockey Federation for yeah. testing positive for cocaine. When was mm-hmm. that? That was back in 2019, I believe. Uh-huh. Yes, at some point, right? Um. Well, well, look, hopefully he gets his life right and he can find his way back on the ice and be impactful, and hopefully this team can turn it around because it is fun. Even if you don't think they're a championship team, it's fun when they make it in the playoffs and you can watch a seven-game series and yeah, grasp, right. and especially in the <clears throat> NHL, anything can happen. Teams go on runs all the time in the NHL. Mm-hmm. All right. It's less likely to happen in the NBA where an eight-seed or seven seed all of a sudden finds themselves in the NBA Finals. But yeah. in the NHL, it'll happen. Yeah. Well, they're trying to thread the needle. We said it all along, right? They're trying to have an aging team and bring in young guys and then still try to win. Well, I mean, it must, it must have been hard for <clears throat> for Carbs to deal with this because I'm sure this has been going on for a while. Right. And I don't know <clears throat> how they were handling it up in the front office. But well, he's had to deal with a real triple whammy coming into the this organization. Mm-hmm. Backstrom retiring, the koozie drama, mm-hmm. and Ovi's fall off goal scoring wise. What yeah. about Oshie? 
Well, Oshi oh, came back and had a, a, a little flare-up, but, mm-hmm. but his production has been way down. Like, the older guys just yeah, aren't I mean, producing. Yeah, I mean, Oshi's I think Oshi had a hard was, time staying on the ice. That's, I think Oshi was, when he's healthy on the ice, he produces, right. but he's had, he's had a tough time staying and on the ice. He's still healthy right now, though, right? He is he's after he went to the, the specialist in, in Minnesota, like about well, a month, month and a half. He's been kind of dynamic since he's been yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. But again, he's is Oshi 37? Like, he's yeah. 37 years old. Like, how long are you still going to get solid performances out of him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, it, you're right. It, they're threading the needle trying to get the last bit they can out of their core older group mm-hmm. while also bringing up the younger the younger guys out of Hershey and the younger guys in the pipeline. It's, it's, it's a delicate one. It's a hard situation. It's a delicate one. Because for those one old guy guys are all making a bunch of money, yeah. and they've got, you know, it's not like their contracts are expiring, so you got to play them. The one Unless or two, you can somehow deal them before the deadline. Mm-hmm. The one or two guys who have maybe exceeded expectations, Dylan Strome, who's got 19 goals yep. been in awesome. 47 games, and then Mantha. And Mantha was a headache for Carberry, too, because right. he had some healthy Early scratches, on. but he's up to 15 goals. And another goals. guy who's who's played really well is Charlie Lindgren, yeah, the, the goalie player. that they brought in that, that they expected to be just the backup to Kemper. I mean, he's he's outperformed Kemper, if if you look at the numbers. And it's not particularly close. Yeah. So there uh, are some bright spots, but man, you're you're right, Jason. They need they need to come out of the All Star break on a heater and go on a streak. Just flipping need- that, um, you know, since the All Star break is over, and there were a couple games yesterday, but the Edmonton Oilers are playing tonight in Vegas. Mm-hmm. The Edmonton Oilers have won um, sixteen straight games. Incredible. They're go- they're going to try and tie the NHL record tonight that's held by the Penguins from nineteen ninety two of seventeen straight wins. Think about that. We're talking about the Caps trying to put two wins together. Be nice. This team, if they win tonight, is seventeen straight wins. I'm that's all ridiculous. for them breaking a, a record held by the Pens. I know that'd be fantastic. I'm sure, you are. I'm a big mm. fan <clears> of that. <throat> all right, so hopefully Kuzi uh, can go into the NHLPA assistance program. Get everything straight and make a triumphant return to the ice at some point, but you never don't expect know that, that to happen stuff. anytime soon. Yeah, we got to see how that plays out. All right, coming up next, we'll get back into the Commanders. We'll be joined by Rick Snyder, one hundred six seven, the Fan columnist. He'll join us next here on the Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Junks are presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Let's go to the BetQL guest hotline. We're joined by Rick Snyder, 106.7 The Fan columnist. He's got a brand new column out on -hmm. the website. I think it's like been up for less than 10 minutes at this point. So go check that out. Rick, good morning. How are you? Morning, boys. Tired. It was a big day yesterday. Yeah. How many How many people were over there? Yeah, really interesting point on that. I was. We were talking about it. There was really nobody behind the media. Just a few people. And I said, you remember when Gibbs came back? <laughs> this place was jamming. Oh, yeah. I was there for that one. Yep. Yeah, and I didn't see any players. So maybe they walked in at the last minute. And I didn't see them, but. Mm. No, it was quiet other than that. And it was actually a very quiet room for once. Hmm. But I thought it was really I, – I thought a couple of things about this. One, karma comes around in life. You know, it comes and goes. What's been on the other side of the planet for 30 years? But I think it might be back here. <laughs> and and I watched the three guys and said, we haven't seen an owner, a GM, a coach like this, you know, since Cook's days. You know, and even then, Cook didn't do it much. And what do you mean? People, what do you mean? You see a synergy up there of yeah. three people who are actually together on the same wavelength, who are competent people at what they do. You know, I mean, this goes back to Cook. It's been, you know, Snyder didn't even show up at some of these things or he'd sit in the audience or something. But you could see the three together. You could see the alignment of vision between them mm-hmm. and the synergy chemistry that they have. They picked the right guy for what they wanted. Ben Johnson did them a huge favor pulling out because mm-hmm. he would have failed. If he didn't think he was ready, he would have failed and wasted a few years of our time. This this is the right moment for these three. Different different ways of looking at it. You've got a new owner still learning this game but willing to support it. you got a young Turk GM ready to cut his teeth and things. And you got a veteran coach who's not really a retread or a wore-out guy, but somebody ready to go back and prove himself again. And there's a lot of good things to look at there. Yeah, I was really impressed by sort of his energy level and his um, sort of thoughtfulness and how serious he's clearly been waiting for this opportunity, Um, you know, sort of reevaluating everything that he's done and just being ready for this moment. And And then also just as you kind of touch on the relationship with Peters, it seems like this has the potential to really work, right? These guys, they seem like they've hit it off. Uh, they both are like Peter's are really kind of soft spoken. You just, I, I don't see them like super button heads and being stubborn. You know, maybe more Quinn than Peters, but I, I just get the sense that they're going to work together. Yeah, I mean Bobby and, and Gibbs, you know Bobby Beathard and Gibbs. Uh-huh had a good relationship. They weren't necessarily best friends. Right. And there was a line between them. Right. But they got along really well. And Bobby really wasn't a big outspoken guy either mm-hmm. like that. You know, he was a scout. These kind of guys lurk in the shadows more. Right. And I think that's more Peters, too. They're not so much in the front because they don't want people noticing what they're doing because their whole job is secrecy mm-hmm. of what do you want. Um, and I just thought there was, it was a good, good thing to watch. Um, you know, Quinn talked. For almost an hour, most new, mm-hmm. I think this is my 12th coach. Most coaches talk, I don't know, 10 minutes maybe, and, you know, take some pictures and go. This went on for an hour. You're kind of looking at your watch like, okay, I get it. You're ready to go. Um, you know, so that was interesting. He shows me one thing. 
that surprised me. He's an old school coach, and the old school, you guys are now old enough to remember old school, mm-hmm. was basically somebody told you to do it and shut up and go do it. Well, he's figured it out that the new NFL and the new people in life, really, younger people, have to be invested in the process and all this crap. you know. <laughs> and he's able to, I think, bridge that gap and do that. You know, EB, his problem was he might listen to you, but he really wasn't, I don't think, and, and that just didn't fail. But but Quinn, I think, can make people together. The thing to remember about him, too, is he was the secondary coach of the Legion of Boom in Seattle. And that was a great, great secondary that won a Super Bowl. But it also had four huge personalities. And containing that kind of dynamic into one unit cohesively is impossible. And he did it. So there's a lot to see what he can do as a coach. I think of the recent coaches, he might remind me most of Marty Schottenheimer. Mm. But I think a little more polished than Marty. Mm-hmm. Mm. Rick, Ron Rivera was great at sticking his foot in his mouth in front of the media. He did it <laughs> so many times. It, does, it doesn't seem to me like Dan Quinn is going to be that sort of guy. He's like, he seems pretty gregarious with the media. He seems at, you know, at ease with them, comfortable in front of them. Do you think he's going to be better? He has to be better than Ron. There's no way he's worse than Ron with the media. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Ron wasn't awful with the media. I mean, but... Uh, you got tired of it. Every time you get tired of coaches, you love their stories the first year, and then we all get tired of hearing them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but he'll be fine. I don't think he'll make those type of mistakes, but I don't know. We all do gotcha anymore. So, uh, you know, he laughed. He kind of said, you know, I'm going to give myself one curse word, and then he used two. But still, it was, you know, he he's not a guy to trifle with on the field. I know that much. He may listen to you and be understanding. He'll still kick you in the butt if you don't get it done. So I like that about him. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people judged him too soon because you didn't really know him, but that's what we do now. And uh, I think this is, I think this is going to work. I'm going to stick around him for a while mm-hmm. and watch this instead of retire. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm an easy sell because I felt kind of the same about Rivera when he was hired because I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good hire. I thought it's the, what the team needed: someone professional, someone who's you know been a head coach, someone who's won. Um, but I think I got a different vibe on this one, a better vibe. And just because, you know, I've kind of paid attention to Dan Quinn more than I did Rivera. Um, but how do you feel about the other hires? How are you feeling about Kingsbury coming in as OC and then Joe Witt Jr. stealing him from Dallas? And I'm, guess, I'm guessing some more guys are going to be coming in from Dallas too. But specifically, what about the coordinators for you? Kingsbury, I think, is a great hire. And people are like, oh, he was a failed coach. Well, not really. Arizona had some good moments, but he's not asked to be a head coach. He's asked to be an offensive coordinator, and he's very good at that. So does this mean that Caleb Williams is coming? That's an interesting part that I would like to see because can he say, you know, normally he's going to say, I love this kid. He was my guy at USC. You know, But can you now be objective enough to say at the pro level, what can he be? And they're going to have to rely on that opinion heavily. So is he true to himself and this team by giving an honest opinion on whether that kid is it worth it? Uh, that's going to be interesting. Wit, uh, you know, Wit's not the most inspiring thing, but he knows Dan's system, and that's the real positive, you know, that they're going to be on the same wavelength. And so he's, he's like 1A for, for Quinn. He's going to get, you know, Wit's going to get the call to plays. To me, I'd say, Here's your first person to meet, Emmanuel Forbes. They couldn't figure this out last year. It's your job to figure this out this year. And this is what you guys do well, secondary players. So, you know, you didn't hire him just for Forbes, but 
you need this kind of guy. I, I don't think Kerr will be back. Mm. So I think they're going to do a real really? you know, reload. Here's the problem with Curl. He's a free agent. Mm-hmm. You can tag him. It's going to cost you seventeen million. Yeah, yeah. he's not worth that's too much. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, not worth. He's not Troy Palomalo. And this staff is not going to be. They don't care. Like they're not going to be. Yeah, they, they don't they have, have no a relationship with him. him yeah, whatsoever. You, you, and you can't spend. I mean, he's a good player, but yeah, you're right. He's not worth seventeen million. Right, but here's what I would tell him: Go see if anybody else can give you seventeen. No, but then here's that problem: Players won't come back for equal money or whatever because it looks like they failed. I've seen this a million times. They'll go somewhere else, even a little less, and, and say, you know, say I, I wanted a new opportunity or whatever. And I didn't think he played his best ball last year no. either. He was a good, Wasn't his best good year. player on a bad defense, and that made him look better than he was. Mm-hmm. Rick, you know that in this league you can mm-hmm. have quick turnarounds. You don't necessarily have to have quick turnarounds. I wonder if you think that this team can turn around because at one point they were a 4-5 and five team. The year before they were 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. And then they just went in the tank, and they seemed to give up on Ron, and they lost their last eight games in a row. Um, what do you think is the bar for the first season under Dan Quinn? One of the most interesting things about the Super Bowl Sunday to me is these two teams played four years ago in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They have seven combined players from that team. That's amazing. Right? Can- yeah. Kansas City keeps winning with totally new people every year. So – yeah, you know, why can't somebody else do it? I, this year, I don't know. It's a lot of it's up to Peters. How well is this draft going to be? You need like a 1981 draft. When Bobby Bethard took Mark May, then Grimm, then Dexter, Clint Didier, Charlie Brown. I mean, that was a great draft. That guy and Jacoby came along as an undrafted agent. You need something big, you know, out of these drafts the next year or two. But if you can get that, the coaching staff can make them win. But you got to have the talent. And outside of your interior D-line and maybe a couple receivers, you're a total reboot at anything. You know, so if they want to go with a new quarterback, personally, I would try and get Justin Fields for a lower pick Mm. and trade the two down. Wow. Um, I I don't trust any of these quarterbacks to be generational quarterbacks in the draft. Mm, Really? I I don't see Why? What's the flaw that you see? The Caleb Williams thing, I don't see him making all the plays for starters. I think he's he's decent quarterback. I'd take him late in the first, but I wouldn't go with a one-two pick. Look, look what losing a number two pick does to you. Look what Chase did. You know, is a bust. You know, there's a lot of guys like that that they've had. It's too risky, too risky, and you need so you, too much. So you don't love Caleb. What about Jaden Daniels? You know, they're nice quarterbacks. So I wouldn't go with a two. That's the problem. A two has to be a pretty much as much a sure thing as you can ask for in the league. And that's of course impossible, but you flame out again, you set your team back several years. So I, I think you, you yeah, but then if you that, don't take the guy, it, it almost feels like you're playing scared. Like, well, I think one, I think Sam Howe can be a decent quarterback given, you know, your blocking and things don't make him throw the most passes. He can be your bridge guy for a little bit. If you can get Justin Fields for that two or three, they talk about overall on the second, third, I I think he's ready to be a bigger contributor. Than I don't hate that. Well, plan. here's the problem. I don't hate it at all, here's Rick. the here's the problem with Fields, his contract. So if you if you trade for Fields, it's not like you're trading for a first year guy where mm-hmm. you can sit on that contract, that rookie contract. He's going to be up for an extension. And are you willing to give J- Justin Fields a big contract? Well, I mean, is anybody? That's what I mean. I mean, I but you have to be in that situation because he's just one year away from that. But he might not get it from yeah. anybody. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a very good point. A very good point. Um, so that Andy's a frustrating player to watch. He'll have a good week or two. We saw it 
against the Commanders this past season, and then he'll have duds. Maybe Kingsbury can make him better. I mean, you know, maybe he just needs a, a different, ch- you know, change of scenery. But I don't know. That's just did a big you get risk. to watch Drake May in college much? Uh, no, I don't get to watch a lot of it, but I watch a lot of film at times on him. You know, he made Sam Howell look. <laughs> they all make Sam Howell look small. I, I thought he was fine. You know, but I just don't want to spend a number two pick on a guy that doesn't make me go, wow, wow, wow. And you don't get them every year. Look at the recent quarterback drafts, you know, the top guys that flamed out a lot. It's a big risk for a team that desperately needs it. Now, Dan Snyder would have gone for that quarterback, no doubt. He would have traded up. <laughs> yeah. How much do you need to trade up one spot to get a guy? That's that's crazy. You know who else How is much? a free agent? Kirk Baker Mayfield. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I'd kill for Kirk. <laughs> I'm just saying, he's out there. Are you there. kidding? That'd be a guaranteed answer for like the next three years. Would you rather you Kirk or Baker? Kirk. Kirk. Baker's younger. Yeah. I'd rather Baker Kirk. Mayfield. Kirk's more proven. He's more even. What about Rick? Who would you rather have, Kirk Cousins or Baker Mayfield? Uh, well, I'll just say this. I think the fan base would, would doesn't want either, but they'll take Baker first. They're just sour <laughs> on Kirk. And all Kirk did was throw for 4,000 yards. But, you know, Kirk comes off a little disingenuous at times. Too. No, for sure. Like Absolutely. Country, you know, he's a country boy who's going to stick a knife in you. I mean, <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, Baker's got ties to this coaching staff. So, you know, uh, he had a decent year last year. Uh, you could maybe go there, but that's going to cost you definitely two. What are the ties? Yeah, I mean, the ties are to who? Um, to, um, oh, man, you asked me this at 7 in the morning. Well, Mayfield has ties to Kingsbury. Yeah. He did play Kingsbury. under Kingsbury. Yeah, yeah. He was there. Yeah. Yeah. They had ties in the old days. So he, you know, he would at least know that. And mm. there's another advantage of having Kingsbury. I think Kingsbury is a really smart guy. He's their top offensive play caller in quite a while. So he has been hurt by their assistant, by their coordinators. Coordinators haven't done this team a lot of favors in recent years. So do you, did you feel better about just on yesterday? I know it's recency, but did you feel better about yesterday's presser or Rivera's presser? Oh, yesterday. Yeah. I mean, listen, Rivera was the right guy to pick at that time for right. so many other reasons, but it wore out and it was time to go. So it was time to hire him and it was time to fire him mm-hmm. uh, on this one. This one, I think he has a little more energy. I think Ron, I mean, I don't want to speak to Ron, the cancer thing, but, you know, that I had a major health scare in my life, too. I know what it's like. It takes something out of you. Yeah. And, you know, Ron did the best he could. There were days that they had to carry Ron in the back door of the building after chemo treatments, mm-hmm. right? How are you going to how are you going to be down on a guy like that who's still trying to do it? He gave it everything he had. He just didn't have enough anymore, and it hurt. And then it all fell apart this past year. It was a year too long mm-hmm. uh, on that. And, you know, this guy definitely has the energy of it again, but energy is not enough. You have to be smart and know how to de- pull the chemistry together, and that's what this new coach wants to do. I got coordinators. They're good guys. I'm the bridge that brings it all together. And he's smart enough now after one tenure to do it. And I don't think getting a second-year, second-time coach is a bad thing uh, because they've, you know, second-time coaches have won 10 of the last 20 Super Bowls. Now, Belichick got a bunch of them. But, you know, it's not like first-timers win it all. No, you know? for sure. I don't think, for I, sure. I, think I, like the hire, I like to hire way more as he's assembled his staff, as you hear him talk. I mean, maybe we all do this inevitably. You try to buy in, but uh, I, I, I like. I mean, I'm excited. I think if you're a Commanders fan, you're more excited today after having watched that presser, after seeing the staff he's put together. Like if he brought in, 
uh, like North Turner to be his offensive coordinator and, you know, some right. other, like, ancient guy, like Wade Phillips to be his DC. Small relics. Yeah, you, right, you, you'd question you, it. You'd be wondering what the hell's going on here. It's kind of like what Ron did. Yeah, and that happens a lot. Yeah. I mean, you hire your friends most of the time. Quinn has, has never worked with Kingsbury, but he's always admired his work. Yeah. And Kingsbury's young, so and Witt's a young guy. So you have some new energy there. Um, you know, we'll see who the other assistants all are. I mean, we're going to see a lot of moving boxes in the next few days. You know, they told EB, hey, thanks for everything, but, you know, we're moving on. Isn't it interesting uh, that for, you know, Ron, I mean, these guys will get hired eventually because it is a good a good old boy network and they, they look out for each other. But Del Rio hasn't been hired as far as I know. Ron hasn't been hired as far as I know. The enemy hasn't been hired as far as I know. I think a lot of the other guys are still maybe under contract, but this staff wasn't like in high demand. Yeah, it wasn't the Shanahan tree. <laughs> yeah, no, it certainly Far wasn't. from it. All right, Rick, thanks for the time as always. It's always appreciated. Give him a follow if you're not already on Twitter at Snide underscore remarks and read his column on the fandc.com. Thanks a lot, Rick. Hi, guys. See you. All right, When we come back, we'll continue to talk commanders. What is next for the soon-to-depart offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy? We'll talk about that next on The Fan. You can go to... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
1067thefanshop.com. Check out the brand new T-shirt. It's black, hard S with good people. That was one of the quotes from Dan Quinn during his presser yesterday. That yeah, he T-shirt said, is available if you'd like he, to buy it. He said, nothing I enjoy more than doing hard S with good people. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. one of the people he will not be doing the hard S with is Eric Bieniemy. He sat down with Bieniemy and basically told him, I appreciate you, but we're not going to be working together here. Best of luck to you. Mm. Happy trails. So Eric Bieniemy now with a year left on his deal, sent packing. What is next for Eric Bieniemy? Where's his landing spot? Don't know. And as what? Great question. I don't. I, I mean, don't think he's going to be an OC in the NFL. I, don't I mean, all those so. all those jobs are getting plucked pretty quick. Right, there aren't that many spots left. Right, so I would I mean, think maybe a, somebody can hire him as an assistant head coach, but or, he's a pretty strong-willed dude or a consultant, you know, an offensive like consultant, game analyst, coordinator, yeah, or something, something like that. that. Yeah, I think there's a good chance he ends up back in Kansas City next season. You saw as what run game coordinator, offensive coordinator, they'll give game him a title. <clears throat> It didn't yeah. seem like the players were very upset. Yeah, but he was with Kansas City before. I know. He'll come back just like Matt Nagy did. That's what happens. These guys, they get, they get a shot, and then they go back to their strong head coach. But when the Kingsbury Understood. news broke, like, I believe Brian Robinson and Jahan Dotson both either were on Instagram or tweeted about it. There was no, wow, we're really going to miss Eric Bieniemy. <laughs> there was no mention of Bieniemy whatsoever. Like, I think a lot of the players frankly, are happy to see him go. Yeah, now, yeah. are are those guys soft, and did they contribute to a four-win campaign? Yep. I, I'm not going to call them soft, but they were on a team that won four games. So maybe they needed some toughening up, some tough love, which is what mm-hmm. Biennium was bringing to them. Maybe maybe they bristled at that. But think about, the, like the style. The, think about the, the collegiate cultures some of those players came from. I yeah. mean, Brian Robinson was Saban. Right. And, then, you know, McLaurin was Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of these guys, they grew up in that tough environment. Right. So there must have, and it's not like every single player, you know, disliked him. We heard that from some of the players, but, um, you know, it just didn't, it didn't fit. It just didn't, didn't work. work. Didn't work. It just didn't work. Is I he a good Bien-Ami, coach? I'm sure he's a very good coach, mm-hmm. but I, he needs somewhere else to go. Yeah. I think Bianami will land on his feet. Yeah. I don't know that it'll <clears> be Kansas City because take a job like Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay just hired a new offensive coordinator who was out of college. Mm-hmm. Liam Cohen, mm-hmm. he's got to fill out his staff. All these coordinators got to fill out their staff. What, what happened with Pittsburgh? Right, everybody said that would be a fit. They, Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith got, got hired there. OC, yeah, yep. Maybe they, maybe he can be an assistant something there. I don't know. But maybe one of these Tomlin coordinators who's a, a college guy, maybe doesn't have as much experience, would want somebody like Bianami on the staff. Yeah, I think he'd be a home run in college. It, that's probably more his. You might and right. the one team that I saw that he spoke with, Maybe he I mentioned it yesterday, the Raiders hired Luke Getzky. Getzky, yeah. Um, he spoke with them. Now, he probably was gunning for the same job that Getzky got, but maybe Pierce likes him. Well, we'll see. I mean, I mean I'd bet I, I on him maybe, getting a job. Maybe you're right. Maybe he does land back in Kansas City, but, you know, it's... There could be a billion different spots for him. By the way, did both Dan Quinn and Eric Bannemi use the be where your feet are quote? I kind of hate I that quote. I think so. I'm not a f- <laughs> that seems to be the new like buzzword quote amongst like Why don't you coaches. like it? I didn't hear him. It's say just that. 
I don't know. It just seems cheesy. It seems cheesy to me. (laughs) Yeah. I think think that was like a common thread between those two dudes. Yeah, he said that a hundred times yesterday, and I I still don't even know, like, what that means. I mean, his feet were in Dallas like three days ago. (laughs) I'm not sure. He just quit that to go to another place. I don't quite. Now he's here. So you you wear your feet up. Doesn't he like be present in the moment? No, no, he was. He was in Dallas. He was locked in. Right, I know, but... you know, be where your feet are. I'm guessing is to like don't think about the future. Right. Don't get too ahead of yourself. Sure. Well, you he have said to where you're at. Grass it is didn't really hit him thing. until he landed. Right. Didn't really hit him. I guess where he was till he landed, and he was greeted by Peters and his wife. Um, I don't know. I want to see Dan Quinn's playlist. I feel like his playlist you, and my guys, playlist, like that Venn diagram. Yeah, but he's not a pop punk guy. Not a pop punk guy, no. but I'm gonna guess that Dan Quinn. He was probably at a lot of the same like rock and metal shows that I was at in right. the late 80s. He's probably a Bon Jovi dude. Bon Jovi, like Lock, yeah. Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Like he went to Hammerjacks back in the day. And he's an East Coast he's, guy. He's a Jersey, Jersey boy. Guy. He's Jersey. So that's a that's a was a Baltimore institution. Maybe he made a cameo there. Who knows? <laughs> now he did, he does have Maryland ties because he went to Salisbury. He did. So it's possible. Um, so do you think that? Commanders fans are kind of finally over the Bienemy thing. We've been talking oh, to them forever. Some, I think, some, I think most. But of them there are, are Bienemy backers out there that are that still are angry. Off. Think he should have been given. We the took head some of those calls job. yesterday. I mean, think I, he should at least have been given honest consideration for the I just, OC position. They like to compare his resume to Kingsbury's, for example. Compare his resume to even Quinn's, and they are. Not going to be swayed right now that Bianami didn't deserve the game. What? Listen, mm, okay. I liked Bianami when he gave his pressers too. To be honest with you, because I liked he seemed like uh, he just seemed like a coach, like a, a tough guy. He also was the opposite of Rivera. So to demanding. compare and contrast, he came in with a lot like of energy, a little bit of hard assness to him yeah. and enthusiasm. I did like his pressers, but what really is his resume? It's hard to ignore that he was under. You know, Reed just gets the credit, I know. right or wrong. The, the argument, what really is the great argument on his that the enemy backers make, and look, I don't think the enemy deserved it. Yeah. I brought up the numbers more than anybody on this show. They had a subpar season as an offense. He didn't distinguish himself compared to the year before under Scott Turner. They averaged a half a point more and less yards per game. It's that simple to me. And he didn't have right? great talent, but the enemy backers sure. would say, well. Matt Nagy wasn't calling plays, and he got a head coaching gig. And Doug Peterson, like, there's a bunch of guys who are underneath Reed who got gigs as head coaching, as head coaches that weren't play calls. Maybe it's just him. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to necessarily be just because he's an African American. You know, I know that everyone wants to say that's that's the reason. That's not it. Maybe it's a part, but. They, they hire plenty of African-Americans, and certainly the, I think the African-American quarterback thing, if you want to get into the racial aspect of this, is which I think is an undertone of all of this. Does anybody really care what color their quarterback is? Is it that is it a bygone era? In 2024, era? I don't I don't. I mean, think does so. anybody think that's a real factor? No, I, I don't. certainly don't. No, but I saw Stephen A. Smith yesterday. It went viral, him saying that Cliff Kingsbury got this gig based on relationships and not resume, and that doesn't happen to black coaches. And that may be true by and large. That may have been I kind of the history of it. I would resume's better than Bienemy's. When he was a, when he was a head coach. He wasn't coach. comparing him to Bienemy. Oh. He was basically just attacking 
the hire of Kingsbury. It had nothing to do with the enemy. Mm. It was saying that, you know, a lot of times the, the black coaches don't get, in his opinion, and you can look through it. I mean, Feinstein wrote a whole book about it. They don't get the second shot, the third shot, the fourth shot, and that he's getting it based on relationships. That's his opinion. Um, I just think Bianami wasn't good enough here. Right. I, and uh, I as simple as it was. But I do think he'll land on his feet because it's the NFL. These guys, like, sometimes you, sometimes you forget. Like the, but you have to humble like, yourself. I, I, like, I almost forgot. Like, Leslie Frazier is still in the league. Yeah. Like, yeah you have like, to humble these guys, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think Bianami will humble himself? Yeah. He's a pretty headstrong guy. Yes. Do you think he's going to be somebody's running game coordinator? Mm-hmm. Oh, the guy that, thinks if, he should be a head coach, well, but he might get all the I don't see him just sitting out like, for a year. I don't I see don't, him doing but that. But you do reach a point where you've made a lot of money. I think Eric Bieniemy's made a lot of money. I'm sure he has. Wasn't he Leslie Frazier money? Yeah, but he probably doesn't think. Wasn't about Leslie Frazier part of the lawsuit um, that Brian Flores put against the know. NFL? I don't know. I can't remember. Where Flores is basically saying, you know, the, the, that some of these African American coaches have been blackballed uh-huh. by the owners, but. Yep. You know, Frazier's bounced around, and he was a head coach for a while. And I think he said he he thinks he should be a head coach again. And he's not really getting considered for head coach, but he's landed with the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. No, you don't have to commit, convince me that these guys get hired and rehired a million times. I mean, all you got to do is look at the enemy's resume and all the various places that he's worked at. I get it. I understand it. But I do think that it, you're, it does come a point where your reputation – I think his reputation is a pretty headstrong guy. So it's going to take a pretty secure, headstrong guy to hire him. It was not Leslie Frazier. It was Steve Wilkes who joined the lawsuit. Okay. And Leslie Frazier is good friends with McDonald. That's why he joined the Seahawks. Ah, there's a connection there. Good. I don't know. I saw something recently. You're right about the lawsuit. I saw something recently, though, where Leslie Frazier thought he should have been in the mix for head coaching. He's like, he wasn't getting, like, he's not part of the cycle. Like, like, he just wasn't Well, the one I always feel for, if there's anybody, is Caldwell. I always felt like. He, he kind of he got a bum rap. He kind of had a bum yeah. rap. He he kind of deserved more for sure. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Leslie Frazier was a head coach of the Vikings 2011 through 2013, and what was has his, it resurfaced for a second his, chance? What were the numbers? I can't remember what his numbers were. Oh, how he coached in Minnesota? Yeah, what were his? What was the winning percentage? 21 and 32. All right, four, four years. I mean, if, if if I were Wondering about why I wasn't getting hired, I might look at I might look at those numbers. I mean, he took over his first season three and thirteen. Then they were ten and six. Yeah, made it to the playoffs and then five, ten and one. And they said bye. Look, Raheem Morris wasn't very good in his first stint. He mm-hmm. wasn't. He was there what three years now, but he gets rehired. Right. So I think it's changing a little bit. Well, I think Brian Flores. I think it's a miracle. He maybe maybe the lawsuit protected him in some way, but like I was worried that he would never get hired again. Mm-hmm. You know, once he, once all that stuff went down, mm-hmm. um, and he's kind of resurfaced and, and going, and it doesn't seem like it's really hurt his and the, and career the, prospects, which and is with good. The, the black quarterback thing. I mean, I understand for many years, you know, that was an issue. You know, you didn't definitely there, there weren't black quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the NFL. There's no question. But, or they always would try to turn them. But, into but it has changed. Twenty twenty four. It has changed. I mean, three of the top five quarterbacks in this class, arguably, are black. Quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just and you could see th- three black quarterbacks being drafted in the first round. I just don't think it's an issue. Man, I'm a white guy, but it just doesn't seem striking me as an issue. But I understand, and we took some calls from some black guys yesterday who are still pissed off about Bienemy's treatment. And mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if you know the African American commander fans are coming around a little bit. I would on, like them to just uh, say to me 
that I was right, he sucked. Because <laughs> he, he sucked. So, now, some did yesterday. Some guys yeah. did say that. Yeah. Just didn't work. But. All right, if you want to weigh in on Eric Bieniemy's departure, you can do that on the MGM National Harbor listener lines at 800-636-1067. And don't forget, coming up later in the show, we'll talk Super Bowl with Soren Petro, host of the program, Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City. That's coming up at 9 o'clock. Are you looking for the best seat in the house or your office, maybe even your home office perhaps? Well, it's time to ditch that beater chair for a new one before you're riding the bench with a banged-up back. Look no further than PVI Office Furniture in Frederick, Maryland. PVI has a gigantic selection of furniture. Visit their showroom on Monroe Avenue in Frederick. At PVI, you can expect triple-play service that's fast, affordable, and customer-focused. Hit a home run with PVI. Visit PVIPVI.com. That's PVIPVI.com. Business grows with PVI. So woke up to some sad news today. Did not even realize that Toby Keith was sick. Passed away at the age of 62. I guess yeah, he had been I didn't know that he was battling. I did not know that he had been battling stomach cancer. I guess had been battling yeah, for years. two plus years. Yeah. And passed last night at the age of 62. Stomach cancer is just one of those. Big casinos you do not want. Absolutely not. I, I just remember just Michael Landon. As I'm showing my age, but I think he had The guy that I remember, I'll never forget it, Eric Turner, who played mm. for the Browns like I don't oh, know, yeah. 25 years ago. Like He, he got covered, though, right? Or is he not the one that I don't died? think so. He, died? he got sick, and then like I think within a month or two months. He was dead. He was dead with stomach Ugh. cancer. Mm. Yeah. Stomach cancer is no And I'm not good. the biggest Toby Keith fan, but I, I know he's wildly popular. So yeah, can you play some of this? Because he's before I really got into country, to be honest, for me. Not that he wasn't current, but it's just before. This, this, this is my guy. This is my only country star. That this I like. one? Yeah. And I saw really. what, what's tweeting his about biggest it today. hit? This is it? Well, Red Solo Coke's no, got to be his no. biggest hit, right? He's got a million hits. How do you like me now? As good as I once was. Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. Can American you play a Soldier. few of them? Slow down. Let's, can we play one or two of them? Like, yeah, he'll play them. Which one is this one, Maldives? This is uh, should have been a cowboy. So f- a few months ago, don't you guys remember at the People's Choice Awards or one of those award shows, he st- he was riddled with cancer on stage, I, and he sang his la- his last song, "Don't Let the Old Man In," mm. about dying. Mm. Mm, that's brutal. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like right up the junkies' alley with all the death talk. Can you play yeah. the Red Solo Cup one? I think that's me? his. I mean, I, I know nothing about Toby Keith, but I feel like that's his. Biggest, at least, like crossover mainstream. I'm just probably, yeah. I'm just too new to country. Like, man, I said he wasn't still 62 years old. It's just, hmm. it's Lock Valdez has this on his goth playlist 100% or tailgate playlist. You, sir, do not have a pair of testicles if you prefer drinking from glass. Hey, Red Solo Cup is cheap never heard and disposable. this. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm you telling you the truth. You've never heard this song. I've never heard it. I've never heard it. Dude, we, I'm, I'm we've played this song on the show. Huh? We've played this song so many times on the show. Oh, I've heard this part. Yeah. yeah. Did an alien spacecraft just land and these two guys just got out? <laughs> I don't listen to country music. I don't either, but I know Red Solo Cup. But I've only heard it on this show. I've only heard it on this show, too. This part. Right, that's I mean, weird. I've heard it a billion times, but... You guys ever been to a tailgate? Like, ever? I mean, takes, I do tailgates every week. He does, yeah. <laughs> Come I, on. We just don't play it. 
Okay. Not it's everybody kinda... plays Toby Keith at every tailgate. All, All right. right. Seems it's like... possible that you haven't heard it. <sighs> I, you hadn't heard the Pixies yesterday. I mean, I've heard on. of them. I don't know much about them. I'll be honest. I mean, All right, on. Can you play one other Toby Keith? I want to <sighs> give him his due. I'd like to play one that I've actually heard. This is courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. This makes you want to list. <laughs> I think I've actually heard I've, this one. Yep. More than Red Solo Cup. I mean, if Cup. you haven't heard Red Solo Cup, I don't think anything he's going to play is going to jar your memory. Yeah, I just... I'm guessing... You hear this on Fox all the time. I, <laughs> It's embarrassing, but I don't still know. You, you know what you know. You'll get over <laughs> it. It's just one, you know, 62. I was just telling Eric, you know, one of our high school classmates, DeMatha, passed away from, from colon cancer this mm-hmm. week. Brutal. Condolences to the Smith family. I mean, it's yeah. just awful. 53 years old. It's terrible. So he was class 88? Yeah. Yes, sir. Wow. It's just awful. Which one is this one? How do you like me now? Why are you smiling at me? I'm supposed I, to know all these? I, I told you I don't know them. <laughs> No, I mean, the reality is most people listen to an echo chamber of what they like, right? In I fact, most of the time, like this morning, I put on my Spotify yeah. and I listen to liked songs. Mm-hmm. So they're songs that I have liked previously. Right. And it's a bunch of rap and Latin and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. Probably listen to Down with the Sickness by Disturbed. You do it didn't come up. Song. I mean, there's like 700 songs on right. there. <laughs> I did like me my uh, 30 Seconds of Mars mm-hmm. slash Kanye West. Ah. That's a great song. Hurricane 2.0, I believe it's called. Mm, don't mm. know it. See? You don't know that one. How can you not know that well, one? I mean, you're, are, are you comping whatever random song you just mentioned to Red Solo Cup by Toby Keith? No, <laughs> but I know that Kanye West is as popular, if not more popular, than Toby Keith. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. And he did a song with 30 seconds no, of but, some uh, Mars. I think, you like. in the country world, Toby Keith is as big as it gets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As big as it gets. I agree, but my no point doubt. is... I don't blame you for not knowing his songs because it's just not your thing. I wasn't thing. into it in that era. That's all. I'm a new country guy. <laughs> I mean, Which I've heard all one? the songs. I just beer I, for my horse. No titles, but yeah. I knew the songs. Man, I just have no file on the dude. I know what he looks like. I'm gonna guess Toby Keith's net worth. Oh. It's been in the game a long time. Hundred million. I think that's probably. I'm going to say $150 million. I mean, I don't know. I'll take the under. Well, Hold probably, on. Now, these are, these are always, you know, in question. I'll say 40. First one that comes up. Oh, how about $400 million oh, is the first one that comes 40. up. 40. You guys' are the biggest <laughs> stars are what? Married, million? Dollars? Married kids? Uh, I don't know. I don't know his background. I know John Daly tweeted that, you know, he's like his best friend. He's crushed. John's in that country world, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Oklahoma that, boy. Terrible. It's one of those things you wake up in the morning, you see that, and it just makes you feel awful. What are you going to do? Toby Keith, by the way, Keith is middle name, not his last name. What was his last name? Was it our couple? Was it like all Couple or Koval? You know Toby Keith's way better. Toby Keith. Yeah, that was yeah, a good, like, great stage. Maybe name. you should change yours. No My last likes, name? No, no one likes Allville. I mean, it's a mediocre last name. But, like, but you're it, John Martin. Yeah, John Martin would be like, if I were ever like an John author, Martin. I would be John like Martin. John Martin. Well, if you were ever a rock star. Johnny, probably Johnny Martin. Johnny Martin. I put an, uh, a knee on the yeah. end. Of, Johnny Martin. Of John, yeah, Johnny Martin. Also, right. at the height of his popularity, as popular as he was, 
the dude did like a million USO tours. Yeah, it, uh-huh. constantly in Afghanistan and right. shows awesome. the troops. I mean, yeah, I mean, dedicated a lot of time. That was an awesome thing about him. Yeah, no doubt. Married with three kids. It's our it's so pour our, one out for can somebody TK. say can someone now talk about something good? Talk about my birthday. Yeah, your birthday is a much your birthday more fun that topic. your wife forgot to get you your favorite she cake. Gave me my cake. You know she's going to call get? Harry, and Harry might do me a solid. Or you're going to get you a probably sheet will. cake for like didn't, some didn't Safeway. He, oh, cool. Didn't you give you give you some like extra letters or something last time? He didn't hook you. No, we well, did his, something. His wife hooked me with a free happy birthday. Like sign on the yeah, thing. so I said some extra letters. <laughs> and they personalized it. Yeah. They hooked you. Yeah, I mean, normally they extra icing. Normally, I, I think you got to get that request in like a week in advance mm. to get the personalization. Very good. Yeah. It's a whole thing, man. I know. I just could do it at Harris Teeter. Ooh, do you know hook what? it up. You know what you could get if you don't get your fancy cake. This is always a hit. Ice cream cake. And my kids um, get. I mean, my ice youngest. cream cakes are delicious. No, you guys don't understand. just go to Cold Stone. This Rick. is elite. <laughs> they are good. Well, this I will tell you. Cake. I understand. Um, I'm, I'm saying if you can't, if if your guy can't fit it in, yeah, a Cold Stone ice cream cake, solid. I will tell you. Last night I went to Costco quickly. Yeah, and um, my son went to the eater and got the pizza and mm. he got the big cookie. Okay, and I'm I'm on a diet, but I did take a taste. Of the new chocolate chip cookie. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Kelsey had done a review, and I saw my daughter gave it a 6 out of 10. Ooh. Mm. You give it a 10 out of I'm 10. I'm a chocolate chip cookie expert. Yeah. It's at least an 8. Oh, it's wow. really good. It's big, and it's gooey. Mm. <laughs> like, nice. like, I like I mean, the, the percentage of chocolate chips in there is high, and it's very gooey. Gotcha. It's really Why good. Why didn't she like it? Because it was too gooey? Well, it was just personal preference. I mean... How close are we? I don't we, know how you way, don't like a the, gooey chocolate chip. How close are we to the end of the crumble cookie? Like, <laughs> when are we going to start seeing? I don't know. My for kids, least I don't think it's going to happen. I, I noticed. I, mean, I noticed you one get of like five cookies, and it costs like 30, bucks. thirty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed one of her reviews recently had over two million views. Really? So people are into it. Hmm. I'm not against crumble cookie. I'm just saying that it seemed very, very fatty. I do kind of like it when my when my daughter brings home that box. She usually gets the box of four. They do five, right. too? I think you can do six. Six. I think it's six. Wow. The standard is six. She, huh? The standard is six. Our standard in my house, I don't know why, is four. Mm, yeah. They always pick four. Um and I just nibble on them. I get oh I yeah, cut take, off a, take a knife pieces. and cut. Yeah, that's I cut a little sliver. They almost yeah. look like pizza slices. Sure. I just cut little slices yeah. off because you don't feel as guilty about yeah, it. Yeah, but I do it like twenty seven. times. Yeah, you times. don't have as much guilt. They may have yeah. gotten to the point though of saturation because there sure. weren't many, and then they expanded. I think mm-hmm. it was one of the. It might have been the fastest growing franchise in America at one point, and now they seem to be in a ton of plazas right. around here. Right? Do you have one close to you? There's one in, is it Congressional Plaza? Yeah. Or someplace in yeah, Rockville. Rockville. Congressional Plaza, 100%. I think that's far it. Away. That's the one we go to. Yeah. We got one in the Kentlands. They, 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 were, they were the genius of just sort of locking in that, that uh, social media factor right Absolutely. there in the store. I told you, you know? I, they had one in Outer Banks and happened to talk to the owner, like the franchise owner. Mm-hmm. And he said that he had the first one on the East Coast and it wasn't doing that great for a while. And you know they were they were hovering, and he said, and then the CEO or whatever uh, started with the TikTok phrase, uh, TikTok craze, and he said half the kids, at least a couple years ago in Outer Banks, half of them just want to go viral and show that they have the box and take pictures, and they had the video screen 
going there with yeah, pictures have those, of show people the box going and in. Throw some chips ahoy in there. Don't spend <laughs> thirty bucks. That's, that's your move. That's your which I don't around. think Super always expensive. works because yeah. there was a spot in where I used to live in Crown Farm called Burger I Am, mm-hmm. and they had one of those screens, and it said, take a picture of yourself eating the food with the hashtag. That place went out of business Yeah, they, got, they have a for lease sign in their front window <laughs> exactly. already. It's such a brutal business. All right, when we come back, we'll get back into the commanders. If you were vehemently against the Quinn hire, are you starting to come around after the presser and after trying to get the new mad. coordinators? What if you were just and mad? You, if about you were the mad, hire. you can weigh in on that too at 800 636 1067. We'll take your calls on the reaction to Dan Quinn hiring next here on The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Game coverage on 1067 The Fan is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit, solostove.com. And by the way, if you're out and about this Sunday, you can listen to the big game. You can listen to the Super Bowl right here on 1067 The Fan. Pre-game coverage starts at 5 p.m. So be sure to listen right here on The Fan. Hmm. All right, we wanted to get we wanted to take the pulse of the people. How are you feeling after seeing Dan Quinn introduced to the media during his first press conference yesterday? Are you feeling more confident in the plan with the hierarchy now with Quinn, Kingsbury, and Joe Witt Jr. leading the defense? How are you feeling about it at this point? 800-636-1067. I can weigh in. I do feel more confident. I thought Initially, it felt like Ron Rivera all over again, and it may prove to be Ron Rivera all over again. We'll see. Similar resume in the past. To me, both guys had taken teams to a Super Bowl. Both guys actually lost more than they won in terms of overall seasons. Both guys slightly over uh, 500 records. But I was impressed. I was impressed with his his energy. Um, If you watch the video, the commander's – put out a bunch of videos. If you mm-hmm. watch the video of him just walking in the building, mm-hmm. he's got the big backpack. It made me think, what's in his backpack? I'm sure he's got a laptop in there, but it was pretty it almost looked kind of packed. And he came in he with the energy and he's, he's dapping up the guys. Yeah, maybe the change of clothes. Um I don't know. There's there's I think there's reason to be optimistic. A lot of the things that we said before they hired any coach. It could have been fill in the blank coach. Cap space, draft picks, number two pick. And I think I was impressed with the way that he said he learned from the past. He kind of assessed what he did wrong. He realizes he can't just be stubborn and have his cover three system that he ran 
back in Seattle when they were winning a Super Bowl, and he can't just run that for the next 10, 15 years. He needs to evolve as the offenses evolve, and he's going to delegate. He's going to delegate to Kingsbury on offense. He's going to delegate. He's going to let Witt call the plays. That kind of surprised me. I thought he was going to be the defensive play caller. He's going to be kind of a Ron Rivera I like, delegator. I like the fact that he he's going to be the guy that's, that's and this is crazy for, crazy for Ron to be all over the timeouts and game management and what's happening throughout the game instead of being burdened by, well, what's the next play I have to call? Mm-hmm. Well, what play am I calling two or three plays from now? Like, that's on Witt, and that's on Kingsbury. Like, he can actually focus on the game, challenge correctly, take care of his timeouts, don't leave timeouts in your pocket. <laughs> you know, and like he'll have input. That, that he'll have input, though. crazy about Ron. Hopefully he's going to be better than Ron. But to answer Cakes' question, if you gave me three options, right, we're basing this on a press conference. And I always say press conferences in the end don't mean anything. But if you're saying more pessimistic, stuck in the middle, or more optimistic, I'm going to go in the more optimistic just based on what he was saying. I was buying what he was selling. Mm-hmm. If well, he man, says nothing, I enjoy more than doing hard s with good people. Yeah. I think he's. I he think just, he's got good people in Adam Peters. Yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna work hard. What struck me is his passion. Like I just think this guy's really passionate about football. Wants to win. Wants to get his hands dirty. Wants to. Uh, I don't know. Just wants to be super successful. And it's just it's just a refreshing change from the last guy who no disrespect, I just thought was more checked out, was you know, and had other issues going on. And I also like his hires. Like the Kingsbury hire, I really like that. You got an innovative mind, an exciting mind, mm-hmm. exciting offense. And Kine brought up something because I was a little wishy washy on whether I wanted him to call plays or not on defense, because that's kind of his calling card, right? This guy's a great D coordinator. Um the good news is is that he knows Wit so well, right? They've worked lockstep together the last four years, so that's good. But Kine brought up a good point that, that Gruden used to say when he was here, now Jay's a unique guy, but that when he was the offensive coordinator, he often had things that he would want to suggest the defense or things to consider, but you just didn't have time for it. Um, so this frees you up for that kind of stuff, Look, right? He has experience. He knows what works. So I, I came off optimistic. I also liked one thing which we didn't play in the clips. But he referenced how Belichick and Pete Carroll in their seventies were just stepping down from the game. Like I, th- he, and he, and, and just a couple times he talks about building the team. Like I think he wants to do this for 10, 15 years. Oh, sure, like he, he wants to do it. He's not looking at this maybe as even like a four year run. Twenty years. Oh, hundred percent. And and I, I don't know. I liked the way that he was talking yesterday. So ultimately, I know it doesn't mean anything. Ultimately, probably the biggest thing that's going to affect his tenure. We all know it. It's quarterback. Absolutely. So if they select the correct quarterback, Dan Quinn can be successful. If they don't, it's going to be what very hard for him to be successful. What about when he said that, it, that the one thing he liked about this roster, and you know, I mean, I think everybody agrees the strength of the roster is the D tackles, even mm-hmm. though they didn't have their best year. Mm-hmm. But then he also said, you know, it starts, and like I say it, but I, I really think he believes it. It starts with both lines. Yeah, your D line and your O line, and obviously the O line right. needs work. Yeah, so that's I think that's, his way, I think that's his way of saying, "Hey, I know the offensive line stinks, and we need to really pour a lot of resources into I was, firming that up." I was optimistic before the presser, as you guys all know, mm-hmm. and I'm even more optimistic now. Let me see if I can sell you on this. I tried to sell you on this. You guys are probably going to all. <laughs> 
jump on me, but I did a little research last mm-hmm. night. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think they can turn it around quickly. All right. And you guys all kind of mocked me the other day and said, it's ridiculous, they're a four-win team. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows about the Texans this year. Yeah. The year before, they were 3-13-1. And, and much like the Commanders, <clears throat> new head coach and the number two pick. That number two pick was C.J. Stroud. Obviously, he proved to be a stud. They go 10-7, and seven, made the playoffs. But we didn't talk about the Colts. Mm-hmm. Colts were 4-12-1 the season before hiring Shane Steichen. That was Frank Reich being fired, Matt Ryan on his last legs, Jeff Saturday took over. Wacky owner. Wacky owner. Wacky owner in Indy. But when the dust settled, they hired Shane Steichen. They drafted Anthony Richardson. He ends up getting hurt. They go 9-8. and So that's a five-win improvement from the Colts. Go back the season before. Take a look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, they didn't draft a new quarterback, but the Urban Meyer year was an utter disaster, right? They win three games, mm-hmm. three and 14 that season, even with Trevor Lawrence. New head coach, Doug Peterson, second stop, right, for Doug Peterson. Much like this is the second stop for Dan Quinn. So Doug Peterson was a retread. Now he won a Super Bowl, but Peterson. Married to Trevor Lawrence, takes a three-win team, lifts them up six games, EB, to nine and eight. And then you want to talk about rookie quarterbacks. We said, well, how many rookie quarterbacks take their teams to the playoffs? Actually, you'd be stunned. If you just put rookie quarterbacks, playoffs, stat muse, you'll find a ton. But I'll just mention a couple. Number one, RG3 did it here. Mm -hmm. Yep. RG3 took over a terrible team and... The Redskins, the then Redskins, made it to the playoffs that year. That same year, the number one pick, Andrew Luck, took over an even worse team in Indianapolis, took them to the playoffs. And then I was just looking the last couple of years, like there are a bunch of guys, names that are nondescript that have been rookies and been to the playoffs. Oh, Purdy. But, yeah, but that's a really good team, inherited a good team. I wanted to find guys that inherited bad teams. And this wasn't a dreadful team, but this guy is poisoned to cakes. So much poison that when his name was mentioned as a comp to Drake May, Cakes put Drake May on his foobar list. Yep, he's going on. Mac Jones is a rookie, took over a 7-10 and team, and led the Patriots to the playoffs. But we know Mac Jones is not good. I know, but the point is, you're you're missing the point. The point is, rookie quarterbacks can take teams to the playoffs, and teams can turn it around quickly. I have two words to counter you. Bryce Young. You have to avoid, like, you have to avoid that landmine. Like, Carolina thought they would turn it around to Bryce Young as a rookie, too. And what happened to them? They went right in the toilet. Well, Zach so, Wilson. Well, yeah, Zach Wilson, too. There's there's tons of examples of course, on the other but side. But it's not just the quarterback. It's the oh, overall roster. Right? And, and, they, and Carolina that whacked overall their coach, is by bad. the way. It's really bad. Carolina whacked their coach. Understood. And it'll get better. Yeah, but I would just, the, my, my own, listen, of course you can get it. You can, you know, you can hit the lottery or. Maybe you could say it happens. It's not hitting the lottery anymore. It happens pretty frequently. I just think that this team is pretty bereft of talent outside of a couple spots. And you don't think the Texans or the Colts or the Jags in recent years were under-talented? I don't know them well enough. They were under-talented teams. There's no team I know better than this team. And this team, 
Their best player, arguably, is the punter. EB, yeah. the, the well, Texans, but see, that's the what Texans you have to won three games a year ago. Hold on, JP. Hold I know, on. But I don't know this what This is what you have to realize. Was. I don't know that. you got to realize that there's going to be so many different players on this roster. Right. They're going to get better in a lot different. of aspects. Now, I'm, whole, ne- I'm not necessarily agreeing with JP uh, that yeah. they're going to switch it and go 10-7 and seven in year one of Dan Quinn. Um, you're asking a lot. They're going to get better. But you better. think it's possible? They're gonna, no, I don't think it's you possible. You don't even to think get it's possible. Wins. The 10 wins? 10 no. wins is, but nine. They'll, they'll get better. No, I think it's I'm going to say this. They'll get better. I think year one is, I think year one's yeah. going to be a lean year for Dan Maybe, Quinn. maybe. And you, people have to be prepared for that. Like, But could he win six or seven games? That's improvement. Sure. And then you build on that. Like, yeah. I don't see them being a nine or ten win team in 2020. Yeah, but did you see the Texans being Definitely a nine or ten? Not. Did you see no. the Colts? You no, can't, but again, but those are just, those are not the norm. You're, you're giving That's us the not, most hypothetical situation. You don't even know who the quarterback is. But you some of those are very analogous is. to this situation. New coach, number two pick. That's what the Texans did. That was a team that did not have talent. Nobody, nobody thought the know, Texans but, were going to make the playoffs this Stroud season. Is turning out, I mean, he had a historic year. It arguably one of the best years in the history of the league. Why can't the Commanders do that? No, the quarterback did. Individually, I know. he was He's a unique. They're going to the draft a quarterback at number yeah, two. He may yeah, not be as advanced as He may not be, but he could be. I'm just saying, you guys don't even open yourself up no, to I'm the possibility. Why are you getting there. so angry? Yeah, you're just. <laughs> I don't get I'm it. just not setting the bar that high. The bar for me is a little lower. You, you, it's it's a lot to ask. Is it possible? Of course, it's a lot to ask. But this t- roster is going to get better. I'm not saying they're a playoff roster no, next year. We don't even know. Better, but we don't even know one player that they're looking and at. Yet. I would argue it's I'm the worst roster since yeah. I've been a fan of the team, and it's going to get a lot better. I just don't think you have to have such low roster. expectations. I think that's what it is. Look, could they end up winning just five or six games next year? Sure, but there's no reason to have such low expectations. I liked when Quinn said it's not a rebuild; it's a recalibrate. All right. So the original question is: forget about what quarterback they're going to have. Original question. How do you feel about Dan Quinn after the presser? Well, after the presser if you and were Luke, after the hire. If you were lukewarm, if you were negative to lukewarm on Dan Quinn as a hire, now after the presser, did they convince you at all? And your expectations raised. My expectations are raised. My expectations are, couldn't be any lower. Mine are about the same. <laughs> I predicted third-year playoffs. Second-year playoffs will be awesome. I don't think they're going to the playoffs next year. But, again, I don't know what players are going to be here. I mean, it's 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 borderline insane to make a prediction when you don't know oh. three-quarters of the team, yeah, including the most the important position. All yeah. right, we promise we will take your calls next at 800-636-1067. How are you feeling after seeing Dan Quinn speak to the media in his introductory press conference for the Commanders? We'll take your calls next right here on The Fan. The callers are filling up the MGM National Harbor listener lines right now at 800-636-1067. They want to weigh in on Dan Quinn, introduced to the media yesterday out at Commanders Park. Are you feeling better about the hire now that you know a little bit more about him, seen him in front of the media, feel like you connect with him a little bit more? Here's a tweet from uh, Keith Brill. Tweets us a lot. You can always tweet us at Junks Radio. He said, I hated the Quinn hire, but it's growing on me. It's like mm-hmm. going car shopping, thinking you're going to get a sports car, but you wind up with an F-150. It's not flashy, but will be reliable and do the job. The Kingsbury hiring makes me feel a lot better about Quinn. See? All right, good. I do. I, I agree. I think the Kingsbury hiring, because it's, you know, it's got an exciting brand of offense. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, and I thought it was interesting, too, that Quinn said, look, he's more than just like a quarterback guru or an mm-hmm. offensive guy. This guy's a former head coach. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to help he me in a lot of ways. He knows the game. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, I so. respected what Quinn said, too. He said, look, when I played his offenses, it was tough. Yeah, which I think is huge. Some people actually, the the rap against um, kind of the air raid <laughs> offense is that it's a lot of the same, that there's not much motion, that they just line up the four receivers well, and the shotgun. The, the guys run the same They're going to adjust that, I but promise you. Quinn said it was tough to prepare for. Right. And look, like, so like, I trust Quinn, that. like Quinn said, he's adjusted. I'm sure Kingsbury will adjust and, you know, that offense will morph as he goes along. It's not, it can't always look the same or else people will find it. And when he was in it. Arizona, they ran more than you think. I right. mean, oh, yeah, obviously I they had Kyler Murray who could run, but the Kenyon Drake, I think, was their top RB. I, I want to say he. Was, I remember he had a few bomb seasons. Oh, in, I, I think he was like close it. to 1,000 yards. I heard Grant Paulson give the ratios last night, and I didn't write them down because I was driving around. Um, like one of those years, it was 51%, 49% really? run pass. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm okay. If if you're running the ball effectively and it's working, I'm okay with you running the ball. Yeah. All right, it, let's go it, to that's phones. That's okay. Let's hit Steve in D.C. What's Steve in D.C. feeling about Dan Steve, Quinn? Steve, what's up, buddy? How are you? What's going on, guys? How y'all doing today? What's hey, up? Steve. What's up? Uh, not so much. But I do want to say that the Dan Quinn hire is actually pretty good for us. For the simple fact, like, uh, he, he kind of brings a great defense. And then he doesn't have to really occupy with the offense because now that he got Kingsbury coming in, he's kind of like the the quarterback guru, whisperer, if you want per se. Mm-hmm. I think he can actually, like, get the best out of this defense. And, and I also like the simple fact when he said, well, Harris said that he's got um, a little bit more tricks up his sleeve. So I'm thinking he might end up poaching a few more of those uh, defensive uh, coordinators over there in Dallas, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And another thing is I am, I think we could get to the playoffs. And by that, I think if we can get like, uh, let's say a free agency, if they can make a big splash and get like a Derrick Henry, to kind of help a young quarterback grow and pair with uh, B. Robinson, I think, and it'll address the line and free agency and do a couple of other things right there. But I think it, I, I think we can make that play, especially with getting like Derrick Henry from uh, free agency. I think that could I think that could be the splash we need. Ooh. Yeah, I, don't, yeah I, mean, I mean, I don't know if a, an analytically driven front office is going to look at Derrick Henry with all the carries he's had and whatever price and salary he's going to command and think that that's going to be the move. I'll but, tell you who's a free agent that I would target in terms of RBs is mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley. Mm. So he's an wanna, intriguing name. If you want to go out now, I don't know what the Giants future is with him, if right. what their plans are, but I mean, I would rather have a Saquon Barkley than a Derrick Henry. Yeah. You know, uh, this tweet came in from Chris <clears throat> Mack and it, it does make me think because he goes, I mean, EB is on the very dude that thought that they could go to the playoffs last year and win 10 games with the same roster. Mm-hmm. You get a better GM, better coaching, better owners, probably a stud draft pick at two, and we're supposed to be a dump? Mm-hmm. You might answer that? Yeah. The players aren't as good as I thought. They, they, they're they not as good. But they're going to get new players. And they got rid of – yeah, but, I mean, it's a crapshoot. We brought in two new offensive linemen that weren't as good. Teams turn over so, that's where you have so to have much. Trust in Peters. Like, right. I'm going to trust. Like, but like we'll Ron see. And was Quinn. just bad at bringing in talent. Like yeah. he was bad at scouting. He was bad at you know like picking players. He's bad at signing guys to free agent deals. He's bad all the way around. Well, it just didn't like, work. I mean, our our, our our Manny Forbes struggled. I thought mm-hmm. he had moments, and I'm I'm not giving up on him. I think he can be a long term no, starter him after in one year. But uh, but he struggled. So he basically was a big disappointment. Mm-hmm. Chase was a huge <clears throat> disappointment. Mm-hmm. Montez was fine, but he never reached superstar level. 
Payne and Allen, I think, would both tell you that they didn't have their best years. Mm-hmm. Offensive line was a big disappointment. The guys we brought in, Gates was a disaster. Was one of the worst the, in the league. Wiley uh, was mediocre at best. Um, Thanks, Eric Bieniemy. Dotson that. went backwards. Yeah, the tight ends, the young tight ends that I thought were real. I mean, Bates has always been Bates; he's been fine. But Colt, I thought it was is it Colt Turner? Is that yeah. his name? Yeah, Colt he Turner. never blossomed. Um, Logan was solid, but I mean, he's getting up he's there. Older. He should be a backup. Battling injuries, he yeah. shouldn't be your star. Yeah, they right. need a, a youth. Our linebackers there. are legit terrible. Yeah, uh, I see where you're going. I mean, I just but they're gonna, we weren't as good as I thought. They're they're gonna add pieces. All right, I, of course. I know you can't add fifty pieces, but. They're going to add pieces. And let me say this for the record before it's thrown back in my face if they get get hot. I'm not ruling out uh, a hot streak. They they have a mediocre schedule. You know, I'm not ruling out that they could maybe win nine or ten games. I just don't think that you should expect that. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, could something, could we hit the lottery? And look, if they would. like me saying that, but could we get lucky and get the right quarterback and get the right offensive line, guys, and, and tweak all those? Sure. But that's a lot, that's a big ass. I mean, if Dan that's Quinn goes saying. out there in year one with all those holes in the in the roster and wins nine, ten games to go oh. playoff, coach of the year. Oh, great, great effort. All right, let's go to let's go to Mo and Hanover. Mo, Mo, what's up, buddy? What's up? Hey guys, if you're looking for a leader of men, we got the right guy. Ben Johnson, I'm a football junkie. If you look at Ben Johnson, you look at his tape, practice tape in Detroit, he is so timid the way he interacts with players. That's what I was worried terrible. about. Mm-hmm. You know? I was worried about that, to be honest with you. And then Mike McDonald, I liked him, but his staff was so great, guys. I mean, all his coordinators uh, became like I mean, the defensive coordinators. He had a great staff. This is a great pick. And I really think, um, you know, Dan Quinn's the guy for us. Good. All right. So, all right. He's in. All right, he's, thank he's, you. He's in. In on Quinn. He's the in. proof Ooh. will be in the pudding. Go to Only time will tell. Michael, Ellicott City. What's up, bud? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. So I, I don't feel any differently. I feel I felt good about it from the get-go. I kind of see the NFL like the NBA and a first marriage, right? Every every roster, I think you guys are shortchanging this roster. It's had crappy, inconsistent coaching, and we can't even evaluate. So now Dan Quinn is like on his second marriage, right? So who's didn't good? Go well the first time because he didn't really know what he was doing. But the second marriage has a lot better chance uh, to succeed. So who are we disrespecting? Who's good? Who do you like on the roster that we're killing? All right, so I'll give an example. If you swap Micah Parsons and Jamin Davis, you might have the same player on the other side. Micah Parsons is a freak. Uh, You don't know that. He's a freak. Look at Look at Brock Purdy. <laughs> he's, he's I've broken up the gas station a lot, but that, now, that take on, deserves said, it. What was he saying? I don't quite know. He understand. thinks that Jamin Davis could become Micah, Micah Parsons. Parsons. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I, w- I was wondering <laughs> you- the size differences. <laughs> what? The thing I like about Jamin is the speed. Jamin has elite speed. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, and, maybe and Micah's undersized. Maybe he's lacking instincts. I don't know what it is. Like he, he doesn't have the same... Toolkit that Micah Parsons. Look, I hope James Davis gets better, but he's not Micah Parsons. No, he's not. Nobody and nobody thinks that. No. But but he is super fast. Uh, yeah. He is way under. He is, but one but of he guys, always had bad techniques. How many times did he just he just missed assignments? Yeah. Well, maybe you put that on coach. And one is not going to have his fifth year option picked up. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's just one of the yeah. Differences. But I, it is one thing that I have thought is is Quinn going to look at guys like Jamin and go, you know what, you're you're better than the way you played. I can utilize Possibly. you better. You have a skill set 
that hasn't translated yet, I can be creative with your skill set and get more out of you. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with the odds to say Jamie Davis is gonna be a he's gonna be a casualty of the new regime. Oh, you don't think he'll be here next year? I think as soon as they can part ways with Jamie Davis, they're gonna look at him as Oh, you're you're a Ron guy. You were picked by Ron back in the day. I think Quinn I'm might figure on. something out with I him. I think he might figure something out he, because he's got so much I, ability. I think he fits the billing. He has so much ability. I think he fits the billing of the two things that he said he wants his team to be, explosive and physical. Hey, J- Drab. I'm not saying he's me... that often, but he has had flashes where you've seen some explosiveness right. and some physicality. Drab, can you give me a comp just on physical attributes? Micah and Jamin, like, is Micah noted? I feel like they're similar attributes physically. So Micah's listed well, in terms at six of size, three, size, 245. Yeah, they're probably similar. And what let me is, see what Jamin's. Is Jamin a little lighter? Is he a little shorter? Looking it up. I'm just wondering. All right, let's I'm go. Just wondering. Very, very similar. Some, some people agree at, with you. Hold on. What's he listed at? 6'3, 234. All right, He's the a same. little lighter. He's a little lighter. All right, let's go to Kelly. Yeah, some people Hi, agree so. with JP. Kelly, what's up? Gentlemen. How are hey, you? Man. I'm going to go out and win. All right. All right. I think they make the playoffs with nine wins next year because nine gets you in most years. Year one, they're going to make the playoffs. Okay, how? What? Yeah. What is What is it that you see that you like? This is what I see. I see a coach who understands how to evaluate and maximize mm-hmm. the abilities of the players that he has. So we don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to have to do something probably with a third or you know quarter of the defense. And we're playing the softest schedule that we're going to play because that's definitely we're helpful. In last place, definitely helpful. We're in last place, and then Philly and Dallas are sliding back. So much pressure on those two organizations. Uh, the Giants are some trash, so we should not be losing two games to them. So we got to find a way to get three games in the division, mm-hmm. and then six games, five or six games outside of the division. That's the thing we have to do, and it's it's within reach if you play sound ball. Last year, we were a terrible tackling and pursuit team. If we just tighten that up, that probably takes away one or maybe two scores a game. Well, that's so, going to get better. All right, thank you for the call. Your well, phone stunk. I also yeah. brought this up the other that day. That is going to get better, yeah. I promise. The NFC is the weaker conference. Right. So two teams got into the NFC playoffs with nine and eight records this season. Mm-hmm. So you got that. Yeah, you target nine You, you got You got schedule and... Ron Rivera ran this team into the ground. Yeah. They were former. Could they could they have been coached worse? Hard to imagine. Probably not. They lost eight in a row. The team gave well, up on the head it. coach. Ron, well, and likewise, Ron was he was in punt mode. He knew he was getting fired. He saw the, the, the season circling in the drain. He knew it was over. But honestly, you could look at the schedule and you I mean you saw at the beginning of the you saw how difficult that schedule was the second half. It was markedly more I just think JP's obsessed with them like making the playoffs next year for whatever reason. Like he's just trying I'm, to say it's like, possible. Just let let Peters build it. I agree with like, that. I'm not disagreeing if, if with they, that. I'm just saying you guys great. rule it out of hand. I just think it's a long it, shot it's, for them to make the playoffs. I'm after trying to tell you it's season. not that much of Why a long shot. Statistically. Why can't I be mellow? Statistically, <laughs> it's not that much of a long shot. It happens. I think you have done a very small sample size. Yeah. I'm guessing I could expand term? it out. I didn't want to go back till 2015. Rookie, you don't even know who cor- the quarterback is. I you know. Already- the Texans didn't either until they drafted Over the okay, course they of... Got, honestly, they got lucky. JP, over the of course, course of... 50- I would change my opinion. If they if they end up going free agency route or JP, if they follow uh, Snyder's advice... Take a breath advice, for a second, please. Well, answer his question. All right. I'm going to answer your question. <laughs> 
Over the course of 58 years in the NFL, the, the percentage of rookie quarterbacks taking their teams to the playoffs is very small, guaranteed. You went out and you picked you know, 10, 12 examples. It's very small. I'm not saying it's impossible and it can't happen. It's just very small. It's unlikely. So I'm not saying expect that, but you can expect them to get better. Well, to answer his question, yeah. it doesn't well, have to be a rookie. because we the second worst team I, in football. I'm, not, pred- I'm, not, I'm yeah. not willing to make a prediction they're going to be in the playoffs next season because EB made a good point before. You don't know who the quarterback is. You don't know all these right. things. There's a lot of factors, right? So let's say they follow the Rick Snyder plan. And they go with Justin Fields. Well, now I'm less optimistic because I've watched Justin Fields. Exactly. I'm a little less op- uh, less optimistic. They might if, go in that direction. If they, they if draft, way. Uh, I would be surprised. The odds are one of these three quarterbacks might be excellent. Yeah, I was going to say the odds one are one of or two of my bust. Might be excellent. So we got to make sure we get one of those. We don't know which one it is either. Well, you got to make sure. Yeah. Adam I mean, Peters knows who I, it is. I think that's, that's kind of hope. you got to be hopeful That's on a that lottery. One. Hey, one big difference between Jamin Davis and Micah, I was just yeah. looking it up, so the size difference, and maybe you'd say this isn't much of a difference, but Micah Parsons ran a 4-3-9 what did, at the combine. What did Jamin run at the combine? 4-4-7. Still fast. Still moving. Yeah, I, mean, I just think... Pretty you know, fast for a linebacker. Micah's a little bit bigger, a little bit faster. A little more explosive. Yeah, he's a yeah. better athlete, better player. That's good player. info. Good info. All right, let's go to John in Burke. John, what's up? John. Morning, junkies. Uh, with regard to Dan Quinn, mm-hmm. I'm out on Dan Quinn. Uh, <laughs> Why? Just like I would be with any former coordinator who uh, presided over a defense without real-sized linebackers and uh, with poor – uh, defensive tackle play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defensive tackle play in Washington is probably better than what they had in terms of run-stopping ability. But if you see your team get gouged three times in the regular season and expect something different in the playoffs against San Francisco, that's probably the definition of insanity. Classic. Well, what, right, could, so- what were his options? I think the option is you go off camera up to Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones and say, hey, guys, before the trade deadline, hopefully, when you see yourself get gouged like that and, and, and Vander Esch is out in November, this ain't working. We so you're a Cowboy fan? Difference. No, heck no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not a Cowboy fan. I just said when you see your team get – it's not my team. When you see – your team that you're the defensive coordinator get gouged in the middle mm-hmm. and it's the national football league. And one of the phases of offense, one of the options for offense is to hand the ball off to run or these short passes that have a high, that are basically runs. And, and, and you can't do anything about that because you're so small. You're playing, you're playing six DBs. That's not a that's not a, a method for success. So you're basing it off of All one. Right, thanks, John. Appreciate ba- the call. Sounds like he's basing it off of one game. Well, they were yeah. middle of the pack in terms of stopping the run. Yeah, so they were it better was the a weakness. And I do think listening to Quinn, maybe he's okay with giving up some rushing yardage. In terms of, to me, the emphasis is really going to be on forcing turnovers. And he talked about mm-hmm. explosive and physical. He wants. Game-changing plays. Yeah, I mean, it's and rare. that's what he got in Dallas from uh, Diggs two years ago. Didn't he lead the league in interceptions? Yes. And then this year, Bland led the league in interceptions. Yep. Hopefully, that transfers here to Washington. That'd be great because watching the defense last year was painful. That mm-hmm. defense that was out of the field was gross. All right, coming up in about twenty minutes, we'll be joined by Soren Petro. 
host of the program from Kansas City. We'll talk Super Bowl with him coming up at 9 a.m. Going to hook up caller number 10 right now at 800-636-1067. What is on the line, you ask? Hmm. I have the answer. Two tickets to see Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper. Freaks on Parade 2024 tour. The date, Tuesday, September 10th at Jiffy Lube Live. Tickets are on sale now for tickets to more event info. Go to thefandc.com slash events. Those tickets are courtesy of Live Nation. So 10th so, so caller f- wins. First, first game ever going to be played in Brazil um, in the NFL next Friday year. Friday night game. It's a Friday night game. Uh, to, to open the season. To open the season. Actually, Thursday night's going to open, then Friday, Friday night. I'm sorry, it's the Brazil. first Friday night game, correct? Yeah. Yes, Thursday right. will open, Friday night. Uh, so the Eagles are one team that are going. It's going to be Friday, September 6th in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Um, it's the Eagles, who last played an international game in 2018, are going to play in Brazil. Uh, who knows who they're going to play, but... There's a one in nine chance that it's the yeah. Commanders. Yeah. Um, will this be a home, considered a home game for them? I'd be sized to travel to Brazil for the game. That's a long way to go for an NFL game. Mm-hmm. It's a long haul. That'd be a nice a, roadie. How long is the flight to Brazil? Nonstop. I mean, it's got to be like 10 hours. I'm going to tell you I'm right now. I'm just guessing a 10-hour flight. Nine, nine to 10-hour flight. Nine? I would guess. Nine? We have some, we have some uh, really good friends. Um, hey, you get, hey, nine in, hours, 50 minutes. Silly, we have some travel. really good friends whose parents live nice in Chile, job, and they are, they've been trying to <clears throat> convince us to go to Chile with okay, them. Right. How long is that flight? Probably 12. That's further than Brazil. 12 or 13 hours. Maybe more. Get me to where? what's the like uh, Santiago, capital? Chile. Yeah, I was supposed to say Santiago. It's about the only name, the, the city that's I can it. name in the entire country. That's my entire file that's as well. That's all I got. So anything's possible, but uh, the Eagles are going to head on over there for their opener uh, September 6th of next year. So that's a that's not the opening game? So are they still playing the opening game on Thursday? Thursday night's yeah. the and then opener. then they're going to play a Friday game? International Brazil kind of game. That sounds, that sounds like be, it's early, Drabby. It sounds like September 5th slash 6th is an early start date. They may be on every day of the week, right? They already took over Christmas this year. Right. They, They're not going to give they, that back to the they NBA. They looked at the NBA and said, you thought you owned Christmas? Okay, you did up until a point, and now your time Don't is you think it's it took over early? Thursday night. It's got Monday night. Yeah. got Sunday. If they Travis, start adding Friday night games. Seems like that's – I think the season started this year. A little bit later. Like the 11th, September 12th? September 12th, maybe. Yeah, that sounds Sounds early. about right. Maybe that's just the way the calendar's working. Yeah. 24. The Chiefs-Lions game was September 7th this Oh, year. September. Okay, so it's around so the same time. Chiefs-Lions game on a Thursday night. Yeah, it was the seventh. At I think, Arrowhead, I think it's always the week following the week of Labor, Labor Day. Day right? Right. right, right. Yeah, it's just the way the calendar is. Right, and it just looks a little early. So I think the Eagles and Commanders is. Did I read that three out of the last four years they've played in Week One? I know. I think uh, GP was insinuating hmm. that, yeah. right? So they could be that part of a possibility. So maybe it's a much bigger chance than one and nine. Maybe they really like them playing early. Maybe they do. Hmm. Better get your your beach body ready, Drab. I think the. Better, I think yeah. the I think the guys down in Brazil, a lot. Of, I think there are a lot of banana hammocks down there. <laughs> I think there are. Do you have to, to, I, to, now, I don't have any to, personal to, experience. Do males get Brazilians? Oh, I don't. I Ooh. never thought of that. Be a good me, bit but, on the show uh, to get a Brazilian. Well, yeah. Well, so for a guy, I thought his chicks get Brazilian. I, I know, don't but know. the chicks that they're they're. I know. Their equipment's a little d- a different situated. Yeah. I know. You just. Do the groin I'd area, I guess. Fly so you... Brazil, <laughs> get a Brazilian. You got 
We could do that as and a that's bit. A long I would flight. I would allow them to give me a Brazilian <laughs> on the so air. So painful, if, if Valdez. If we're looking at bit season, it would definitely hurt. I would allow them to to give me a little landing strip or something. No. Or, <laughs> My problem is if they did like the hair in that area, then all of a sudden like you're gonna have like a line of just because yeah. I have no hairy thank legs. You. No thanks. Yeah, but no one's gonna see that. Because you're gonna like you're like most uh, American men, you wear like board shorts or something. Mm. You know what I mean? Like no one's gonna see. Aren't you guys yeah, think, yeah. thinking of the wrong beach city? I don't think Sao Paulo is on the beach. You're thinking of Rio. You guys oh, think of Rio? I'm thinking my Brazilian yeah, city. Sao Paulo yeah. is like a central. Is that like that, Mexico that City? I just I read Brazil. I never no even clicked on the city. Rio is the Copacabana Beach. And okay. All I know yeah. is blame it on Rio in that old movie with uh, Demi Moore coming out of the water. Oh, Sally. I don't think that was Demi. Are you sure? Nine, no. 99% sure it was yeah. not, not Demi, Demi, no, Demi Moore. Wasn't she in that movie? I don't think so. I don't so. know if she was. Am I Am I you might crazy? Be, you, you, oh, Demi like, Moore is in Blame oh, It on Rio. Oh, I stand corrected. <laughs> but I think I think the hottie you're talking about is like some nondescript 80s hottie. Michelle Johnson? That's her. her. That's her. Mm. So the one coming out of the water was not? May, look, it's been a while since I've seen Blame It on Rio. I mean, I probably saw it uh-huh. 40 years ago. I don't ago. think I saw that. Rio by Duran Duran, way better than that I mean, there's movie. definitely bikini pictures of... To me, more okay. and, blame, and blame it on Rio. You know what? You have a better file on it than I than I do over here. The best bikini, you know, video or scene coming out of a beach or pool. Well, it's fast right, times I know. Fast times Phoebe Cates. Phoebe, yeah. 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 spectacular. I mean, there's a reason that Judge Reinhold is yeah. in the bathroom. Yes. with the window cracked, and <laughs> then then her friend, you know, barges in, and it's it's a very uncomfortable scene. Because mm. he was getting kind of comfortable with himself, if you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Right. Fantasizing. Phoebe Cates was a 12 in her prime. Uh, I mean, what did she did she ever do any other movies after that? Oh, like, I'm sure she's she been did. in a bunch of movies. Like yeah. anything of note? Uh, you, she was in Gremlins, I believe. You don't she get was size, in Gremlins, yeah. You don't get size DB. I, I don't even really have a <laughs> Her last movie was 2001, it looks like. Is she still married to Kevin Klein, or did they break up? I think they're still married, but let me check. They were definitely married for a long time. Spouse Kevin Klein married 1989. No, no D next to it. So yeah, they're still married. Oh, good for them. Really grinding it, keeping really? it going. How did Phoebe Cates come up? Oh, because we we're talking about, about oh yeah, doing a Brazilian hot. He's coming out of bikinis and all that. She's okay. the one seed of that. I'm, I'm totally up. I'll do a Brazilian. Good. Let's get it. Get it done. I wouldn't mind getting one where the sun don't shine either. Just it makes things a little cleaner. <laughs> Goes back to you the hemorrhoid what? conversation. They can probably yeah. take care of all of that one. One fell swoop. Isn't it just one? Just one swipe. I would guess, but that that one swipe. You think is it's going to be hurt. painful? Have you ever seen forty year old virgin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but a neck guy had. I mean, just mine's not that bad. I'm just. It's a very sensitive. I area. think I just have some strays down there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you might be I'm surprised. Sure like, I guarantee you, JP's is worse. I I don't know. Do you have a hairy butt? <laughs> Probably. Fuzzy. <laughs> fuzzy. Yeah, fuzzy. Yeah. yeah. You guys can Brazilian it up as the commanders are possibly going to take on the mine, Eagles. I don't think mine is fuzzy except in the, the darkest, deepest <laughs> spots. You know, but I don't know. If, I think my cheeks are. Yeah, funny. you're good. I think like a baby. <laughs> 
Yours, you know, Gross. you know, like Burt Reynolds or something. Yeah. <laughs> Burt Reynolds. Yeah, if we had just done this an hour later, we could bookend the entire show with uh, butt talk. <laughs> the hemorrhoids and uh, True. resilience. Val- Valdez is still walking around. I, I I could cure him if he if he if he uses my regimen today. He'll he'll feel a lot better. Go to the store. I have yeah. a grocery list. Yeah. Good. Hopefully, you don't treat his cheeks like cakes treats his Valdez shoulders. I mean, I'm very aggressive with them. Why? He's did you got... give him a massage today? No, not today. Do you need a massage? Just to, to take some tension out? Yeah, I love a massage. All right. I can go in there and work the magic. Get these I, uh, magic fingers. Never turned out in cakes. Put them to work. All right. Are we going to have Soren Petro on next? Yeah, we'll talk some Super Bowl with Soren Petro. I'm assuming he's out in Vegas. We he's... could have Adam. Adam's out in Vegas, right? We can certainly get an update, update from him later in the show. But Soren Petro... KC Radio host will join us next here on The Fan. Junks are presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junks. Still to come in the 9 o'clock hour, we'll give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to go see Pixies and Modest Mouse. They'll be coming to Meriwether Post Pavilion later this summer, so keep listening for your chance to win. Shortly, we'll be joined by Soren Petro from Kansas City give you the Chiefs and the upcoming Super Bowl this weekend, which, by the way, you can listen to right here on 106.7 The Fan. Pre-game coverage starts at 5 p.m. I believe he's with us now on the BetQL guest hotline. It's Soren Petro, host of the program, Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City. Soren, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for having me. Yep. So um, real life intrudes on sports with Patrick Mahomes' dad getting Mm -hmm. popped for Mm -hmm. at least his third DWI. Uh, Just a bad situation, distraction, obviously. And the guy clearly needs to go into some sort of program to get help uh, with his his drinking problem. So talk about that distraction that's hanging over uh, Patrick Mahomes' Super Bowl week. Well, it's, it's definitely not something uh, you want to see if you're the Kansas City Chiefs or certainly not Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, some people have tried to relate it to in, in 2020 when the uh, Chiefs lost to the Bucks and lost badly to the Bucks in the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, that was the time that Andy Reid's son uh, had a car crash and injured a little girl. And uh, it was a very traumatic situation. And, you know, some people point to, and it certainly didn't help, that that was a major distraction. And, and, and I think that was a much bigger distraction. I'm not trying to equate the two. Uh, but, but similar in the sense that, you know, something that is you don't want to see happening, uh, drawing attention away. But I'll say this uh, from a football standpoint. Obviously, you, you hit on it. It's a very serious thing, and, and thank God no one uh, was injured in this situation. But Patrick Mahomes, frankly, has been surrounded by distractions his entire career. His brother, at times his wife's posts on social media, hmm. uh, you know, just being friends with Travis Kelsey now and, and the whole Taylor Swift situation that's going on. There have been nothing but distractions around the guy, and he has seemingly been – uh, almost perfect. You know, I think a lot of people got it disappointed when he lost his cool, uh, you know, going after one of the refs to yell at one of the refs after the Bills game because he didn't like the call, of the right call, by the way, of Kadarius Tony being lined up offsides. Otherwise, the man has not made a misstep uh, anywhere along the way. And so uh, is it a good thing? No, it's certainly not a positive. But if there's anyone out there that seems to have proven time and again that they can handle this type of thing, it would be Patrick Mahomes. How, how are the Chiefs fans – handling the Kelsey Taylor Swift thing now that has been a you know few weeks 
No, I, you know, I think there are some that are like everybody else in the country. Like, I don't know why they keep showing her. Right. Uh, although every, you know, famous fan of a team, so, you know, you can't watch a Texas football game without seeing Matthew McConaughey ten times. So I don't think it's really any different. Right. I think maybe there's more of it because Taylor Swift is probably the biggest star uh, in the world. I think for the most part, mm-hmm. Kansas City likes it. I mean, we're flyover country. And in some ways, we kind of embrace that. We We like it. Like, you know, hey, people come to town and say, what, what a great city. That's great. Now leave because we want to keep it that way. We, we don't want to be as big as New York or L.A. We like the charms that come with the town. But it's also nice for, you know, the whole world to be looking at your town and to, to think that, oh, wow, you know, Taylor Swift, the biggest star is, you know, hanging out in Kansas City. That's pretty cool. So I think mostly it's a positive thing. It's, a, it's you know, somebody who's you know, semi-new to football. I don't know how much of a football fan she was before, uh, you know, dating Travis Kelsey. But she's enjoying watching football. She's enjoying watching the Chiefs. And for the most part, hey, there's more room on the bandwagon for anyone who wants to join. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, how are you feeling about the matchup? You know, we always talk about the Chiefs' offense, and it obviously runs through Mahomes and Kelsey. And for whatever reason, they, Andy Reid can always find ways to get Kelsey open. All right, we talk about it all the time. How how is he that wide open? You know, he'll have eleven or twelve targets in a game, and he'll have eleven or twelve catches. It's it's kind of crazy. Um, San Francisco's defense hasn't that not been that strong the last few weeks. Forty ers coaches called it you know, unacceptable against the Lions and of course the Packers. They were terrible against the Ravens in the regular season. Um, they just weren't getting to the quarterback. Chase Young has been a big bust. So I'm just wondering, um, how do you think you know San Francisco's defense is going to handle Mahomes to Kelsey? Yeah, I think you make some great points. I mean, let, let's do keep in mind, though, I think if the Chiefs are looking at the 49ers' defense and going, this defense isn't any good, over the course of 17 regular season games, they proved to be one of the five best defenses in the NFL. So, I, you know, yes, they, they, they were gotten. Uh, the first half of the last couple of playoff games, but those are playoff teams. This is what happens. You don't you don't get a fat in your numbers against the deadbeat two three win teams anymore and dominate them. You got to play the big boys and you're going to take some hits, and that's the reality of playoff football. So, you know, I don't think the Chiefs. I think they've been around enough, and and Andy Reid's been around enough that they won't take the 49er defense lightly. Your point about Travis Kelsey is great. You know, I used to talk when Alex Smith was the quarterback of this team, and if you remember, there was one season early in Smith's time here in Kansas City where the Chiefs had. No touchdowns, zero touchdowns from wide receivers, right? No threat whatsoever from any wide receiver. Yet, to your point, there'd still be three or four times a game that Travis Kelsey would be high school wide open. And you'd say to yourself, he's the only threat on the field. Right. How are they not covering this guy? And it's because Andy Reid is so brilliant as a play designer and trying to get him open. So that works in their favor. But I also think the emergence of Rashi Rice. You know, I think Travis Kelsey was, was banged up going into the season. He hyperextended the knee and missed the game against the Lions uh, in the opener on that Thursday night opener. Uh, and, and I don't know how healthy he was. He sat out the last game, by the way, with just being 16 yards away from his eighth consecutive 1,000-yard season. Chris Jones played that game to go get $1.25 million in bonuses with his 10th sack. Uh, Travis Kelsey had a great statistical accomplishment that he probably could have picked up a lot quicker than two and a half quarters of football that Chris Jones played. And he said, no, I need the rest. i got to get healthy. And I think that's been a big boost for him. But the emergence of Rashi Rice, the rookie, really coming on in the second half, has forced defenses to have to account for a couple of people. And I think coming down the stretch, Rashi Rice was beating people up. And I think you saw the Bills and the Ravens say, well, that's the guy that can beat us. He can make the bigger plays. Let's take him away. And when they did that, that helped to open things up for Travis Kelsey. So, 
you know, I think they'll focus on Kelsey, but if they do, if that's the focal point, then that opens things up for Rasheed Rice, who's been a great playmaker for the Chiefs uh, coming down the stretch here in the second half. So, Soren, do you think Rice's emergence is the reason behind the uptick in the yards per catch in the playoffs for Kelsey? Because the last three games of the regular season, he averaged 5.6, 8.8, and 5.3 yards per catch. In the playoffs, he's been at 10, 15, and 10.5. And so he's making yeah, we always plays. want one thing, right? Makes it simpler and easier if we can point to that one thing and say, okay, that's it. Let's replicate that every time and we'll be successful. It's part of it. I think the other major, I think health is part of it as well. But I think the other major thing is, you know, we joked around after the Raider game on Christmas Day that the Chiefs ruined Christmas. I mean, that game was a debacle. The Chiefs had all kinds of mistakes. And frankly, they've been a sloppy football team all year, leading the league. Uh, Jawan Taylor leading the league in penalties. Donovan Smith not far behind him. Uh, turnovers all over the place. Not being able to take the ball away. Uh, you know, just some really dumb things. And Kadarius Tony speaks for himself. Just look at it. his complete volume of work, where he accounted for two different pick sixes by not catching the football, and of course lining up offsides and ruining one of the best plays we've ever seen in the NFL. So they had made some really dumb, you know, dumb plays throughout the season. But part of it also was I think they were trying to be the old Chiefs. They were trying to be that offense that was just unstoppable, and they kept calling multiple option routes and all these different things, layer upon layer upon layer, with a lot of new wide receivers that frankly weren't getting it. After that game, they simplified the offense, got in and out of the huddle quicker, got everybody a chance to take a look at the defense, figure out what it was, where they were going. And I think that made them crisper, quicker. They got into a rhythm, and I think that was a big part of it as well. It allowed Rashi Rice to maximize his talents and some of the other guys to be effective to pull some of that attention away from Travis Kelsey. So I think it's, you know, those would be, and it's probably more than that, but, you know, just getting healthier, I think has been a big part. Getting that game off was huge. Uh, a difference in how they call plays and design plays now, but then also the emergence of a, a legitimate threat on this offense. And, and, and let's not take away uh, Isaiah Pacheco, who they've consistently given the football to, even in the last game against the Ravens, when he really wasn't paying big dividends, uh, they continue to make the run a threat and force defenses to play the run. Talking to Soren Petro, host the program on Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City. So this year's Chiefs team is different because the defense is elite. Um, how does this defense match up against a stacked 49ers offense um, that has so many weapons from McCaffrey to Debo Samuel to Ayuk to Kittle? How do you think the defense matches up? Well, first of all, kudos to you for calling the defense elite because that's never the conversation with this team, and I think it's 100% accurate. I think Steve Spagnuolo has been absolutely brilliant, and Brett Beach uh, right there next to him with the, the acquisition of talent. You know, they've got, I think, and I think it'll show in this game, and to speak to your point about the matchups, the best secondary in football. I, you know, the Ravens had a lot of hype coming into the game against the Chiefs, and rightfully so, talented people like Humphreys and Hamilton. And it was they were going to take out Rice, and they were going to take out Travis Kelsey and, and all these things. But I think the best corner tandem in football is is the Chiefs with McDuffie and Legereus Sneed. I mean, McDuffie was – was first-team All-Pro, and Legereus Sneed is the guy they put on the number one receiver every week. He's wow. the guy that held uh, Tyree Kill to eight catches and just 62 yards, all of them just short bubble-type you know, plays uh, when they played the Dolphins. And Germany held him again to, I think it was like four or five catches for 60-some-odd yards uh, in the playoff game against the Dolphins. He traveled with Devontae Adams, held him to just a couple of catches. He's gone up against the best, and it's McDuffie that got all the accolades. Uh, Legereus Sneed is going to be a highly paid corner, unfortunately probably for somebody else, uh, in this league come next year. And then their third and fourth corners rank in the top 50 of the PFF grades as well. So they go four corners deep. They can disguise coverages because they're not afraid to put their third corner on one of the top 
top wide receivers out there. Uh, their safeties come up and support the run really well. They're very smart, and their linebackers cover very well. Drew Tranquil and Willie Gay don't get the hype of those 49er linebackers, but they fly all over the field. Drew Tranquil's been a tremendous signing, one year, $3 million from the Chargers, and all he's done is step in for Nick Bolton for four or five weeks at the middle linebacker when he was down and play on the outside when Nick Bolton's healthy, cover tight ends, be the spy against Lamar Jackson. He's been absolutely fantastic. And then Chris Jones up front, George Karloftis, double-digit sacks. You know, they are going to hurt. They are going to miss Charles Amenehu. He was a lot better than those stats. Remember, he missed six games in addition to all the numbers that he put up. Also, Brock Purdy's an undersized quarterback that gets a lot of balls batted down. And Amenehu's 6'6", and, and really is that Steve Spagnuolo, long, lean type of defensive lineman that he loves to use and, and mix and match. So they are missing him, and that will be a big loss. But they are really good at all three levels, and I think they're confident they can match up with anybody. So especially if they can just throw those corners outside and say, okay, we'll play nine on nine. Our corners will take out those two wideouts. You get a lot better equipped to try to stop Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle. Yeah, McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey has to have a big game just based off of you know how they use him in the offense. Um, you know, Kansas City's much better against the pass than against the run. I thought that McCaffrey should they should have run the ball a lot more than they did. Um, you know, in the regular season against the Packers in the playoffs. So I just think it's I think you're going to see a heavy dose of McCaffrey early. Um, it's going to be difficult for Purdy to drop back and throw against that secondary. I truly believe that. I mean, Shanahan's a genius too, so he'll he'll find ways. But I think I think everything. Are we sure about that? Or are we are he's, we sure he's a genius? You know, he's pretty good. Talking to a yeah. Niners fan, Petro. But <laughs> how do you think? Um, how do you guys think you'll handle McCaffrey defensively? Uh, yeah, and, and first of all, I got a friend who who uh, was in one of the organizations he worked with, and he speaks glowingly of him as a play designer. And and just when I get into arguments about some of the things that have happened, and mm-hmm. and he just gets so mad at me and, and starts getting, let me tell you what, Kyle Shanahan. Uh-huh. Uh, so yes, he is extremely well respected, and he will do a great job. Um, but yeah, McCaffrey, listen. I mentioned Drew Tranquil, uh, Willie Gay, Nick Bolton. They're very active. I mean, if if it's power running. And I think the other thing that bodes well for the Chiefs is that 49er offensive line. Trent Williams is great, and everybody else is a little bit average. Right. And you're right. The defense is the weak spot. They're designed. They believe in, you know, you throw to win and you run when you're winning. That's how they design their offense, and that's how they design their defense as well. But they've been much more stout of late. Uh, they picked up Mike Pinnell, who they picked up in 2019, to be that run stopper in the middle. Nick Bolton's a big-time thumper. Uh, when it comes to playing the middle linebacker spot, who's gotten better with his coverage skills so you don't have to take him off the field as much. And so I, I think, yes, will the 49ers run? Uh, they'll, they'll have some success for sure. Is, is the Chiefs' run defense as good as the Niners? No. But let's keep in mind, they give up 25 yards a game more than the Niners do in run defense. When you look at that, you're like, well, they're 14th in the run defense or 12th in the run defense. Yeah, it starts at 88, and it goes down to like 114 yards a game. If 26 yards of rushing is going to be the difference in this game, I'll be really surprised. So I think the Chiefs have gotten better in that aspect, and they're a really good tackling secondary. So McCaffrey will break some runs, but the likelihood of him going 75 yards, as I heard George Kittle uh, talking about uh, yesterday, the, the speed of the secondary and the tackling ability of the secondary. They'll get some, but they're not going to get chunks like that. We're joined on the BetQL guest hotline by Soren Petro, host of the program Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City. I want your best guess on Eric Bieniemy's future. Obviously, you saw him there in Kansas City from 2013 to 2022. He joined Ron Rivera's doomed coaching staff for one year, was let go by Dan Quinn yesterday. Where do you think his best landing spot is? 
And, and as what? Is, does he resurface as a coordinator? Is he bumped down to a position, position coach? What's your best guess there? Uh, you know, with the associate head coach title, my assumption is that he got a two-year deal, and so I think he'll probably sit out a year, uh, recharge the batteries, you know, look at what is what, – what, yeah, I remember Steve, talking to Steve Spagnuolo when he came back to the Chiefs. You know, he had the extra year on his deal and could have jumped back into the league, uh, but instead he took a year off. He spent a lot of time at NFL Films going in and just studying modern offenses and really just trying to improve his craft for a year before uh, the Chiefs signed him as a defensive coordinator. And that would be my recommendation – to Eric Bieniemy is to do that. Take that step back and have that self-evaluation and figure out where you need to get better. I think there's a chance uh, that he's an offensive coordinator. I think the most likely destination, unfortunately, for him is back as a running backs coach. You know, we had this conversation for three or four years when he kept interviewing and not getting the job that, listen, there are other coaches and other African-American coaches that are getting jobs. He's not. It's not because he doesn't call plays. There's something that they fundamentally don't like about his interviews. And, you know, I, I made the point that when he first stepped up to OC for the Chiefs, you know, just his time in front of us once a week, the coordinators are made available to the media. And he was not very good at those interviews. Why would you think he'd knock it out of the park uh, with an owner and, and tell an owner what he wants to hear about his organization? He got a lot better during that time. Uh, you know, there are some questions about different situations that arise uh, that, that uh, happened during his days at, at Colorado that maybe are out there. But I think he is a great running back coach. I think he's a very good offensive coordinator when in a great structure like he was in Kansas City. I don't think he was bad uh, for Washington, uh, but does he have the skills to be a head coach? I, I don't know. I question some of that just based on what I see as an outsider looking in. If I had to pick, I would say he'll be a running back coach uh, in the NFL this year or next, depending upon what he wants to do. And I think, his, I think it's probably time for him to pivot and say, listen, if I'm going to be a head coach, my, my best path, if that's what he wants is to be a head coach, some people don't. Ben Johnson, according to a lot of people, doesn't necessarily want to be a head coach. That's why he's back in Detroit. But I think if Eric Manby wants to be a head coach, college would probably be the path that, that he would uh, need to take. Soren, will you squash these kind of crazy rumors that Reed's going to step down and Belichick is going to slide in? <laughs> sure. Yeah, easy. That's, uh, you know, that, that came up last year. Jay Glazer took a comment from uh, Andy Reid when asked, uh, are you going to retire? He said, listen, I'll, I'll consider that at the end of the year. And his point to that was, I'm focused on the game. Anything else I'll talk about at the end of the year. That became a report on Super Bowl Sunday that Andy Reid was considering retirement at the end of the year. That was erroneous. That was not true. Now Mike Florio put something out, the same thing, that he could consider it. Andy Reid answers that question the same every year. He just wants to talk about the game uh, that's at hand, and he says, I'll worry about that later. I talked to people within the Chiefs organization. I said, I hate to do this again. But there's a report out there that says Andy Reid's considering retirement. Two different people told me if he is, it must have come from Clark Hunt because he's told no one in this organization that he's going to retire. And that would mean the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs, who runs his organization about as well and is always in the background, has put himself in the forefront. We both laughed. I said, so you think that happened? He said, no, I don't. And so I think this is, look, you get down to the playoffs, there's only a handful of teams playing. There's only a handful of storylines. And so people are looking for something. Andy Reid, I did the first interview with him when he came to Kansas City. He had just lost his son uh, and, and had had the worst season of his career. And I said, Coach, a lot of people say, maybe you should take a step back, recharge the batteries, you know, take a, take a year off. Why are you back here coaching right away? And he looked at me kind of angry, frankly, and said, mm -hmm. 
I'm a football coach. This is what I do. Let's roll. I think Andy Reid is one of those guys that will coach until he physically can't. If he can't get to the practice field, he'll retire. If he has some kind of health problem, he'll retire. But otherwise, I 100% fully expect and have been told by people in the Chiefs organization that there's been no reason, nothing given from Andy Reid that says that he will not be back next year. Soren, thanks as always, man. Safe travels out to Vegas. We'll talk to you again soon. You guys are the best. Thanks for having me. Yeah, All right, thank Soren you, buddy. Petro, host of the program, Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City. Big game coverage on 106.7 The Fan is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit, solostove.com. When we come back, we'll do EV's entertainment page next. Before the show is done, we'll give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to see Pixies and Modest Mouse this summer at Meriwether Post Pavilion. So keep listening prize pigs for your chance to win one thing that i wanted to bring up with soren about one of my concerns about this game on sunday and it's it's a small concern but i think it could play a a pivotal role in special teams is the kicking situation Mm -hmm. harrison bucker has been there before i think harrison bucker has missed one field goal all year he's just automatic Mm -hmm. he's been in this you know big pressure moments for his entire career the 49ers kicker is Jake Moody, who's a rookie. And he missed a big field goal in the Detroit game. Mm-hmm. He missed one in the Packer game. Now, he made a 50-yarder in the Pack- in the Detroit game, too. But I'm just wondering if if it's 24-21 KC with a minute and a half left, he's got to kick a 47-yarder. Just wondering how he's going to handle that. I hope he handles it. He's going to be good. I, I think. Be indoors. He's but, be good. Butker versus Moody, I certainly give the edge to Butker. And every time Moody gets up there. I mean, for the most part, he's been fine, mm-hmm. but he was 21st in the league in field goal percentage, mm-hmm. and Butker as, was fourth. As mm-hmm. we were talking to Petro, I was checking some numbers, and this just jumped out at me. So the Chiefs this year, they only allowed 17.3 points per game. That was second in the NFL to the Ravens. Mm-hmm. The Commanders gave up over 30 points a game. It's like two totally different no, sports. No, we're going to win 11 games this year. We're going to have a turnaround. We're going to get a quarterback, and it's going to solve everything. Yeah. See, Think got, about that. I, no, that's my point. This team's terrible. It's not just a quarterback away. We're so if you play twenty two guys, I know, but the Texans we're, like were terrible. Twenty guys away. The I know. Colts were it's terrible. A, it's a big rebuild. I know. That, I know. I said recalibrate, not a I rebuild. Mean, it's, we're those terrible. teams weren't Everywhere. close either. Okay. And they had big. Jumps. I don't know them as well. I know my team <laughs> as well as anybody. And we're way worse than I thought a year ago. Hey, real quick, I wanted to give a shout-out to Mike Marr, who behind the scenes is doing a really good job with the YouTube page. Mm -hmm. We're trying to promote it, and slowly but surely more people are subscribing. But I'm going to tell you, subscribe to the 106.7 The Fan YouTube page. He's putting up a couple videos every morning during the show. 1067 The Fans YouTube page, and you click on the junkies, you can see the videos. We're also putting them up on our you know Facebook what? page. I'm going to subscribe. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, yeah. subscribe because those things are hard to build. Like, I started the junkies Instagram page like a year ago, I think, something like that. And it's a slow build. Follow us on the Instagram page, too Sports Junkies Radio on right, so IG. On. I'm on YouTube right now. So, what do I just type? What do I subscribe type? Subscribe to 106.7 The Fan. We don't have a junkies one. It's we just do 1067 not. The Fan. Yes, we have a station YouTube page. I'm more into 106.7. I'm more into the junkies. <laughs> but okay, all right, now I'm subscribing. There you go. There you Follow go. E. Beasley. Yes, subscribe to the page. Please do. And now, why don't you entertain <clears throat> us? I always entertain you. Entertainment <laughs> page, of course, brought to you by my friends at BMW Fairfax. Go hit up my guy, Mike Walker. He'll absolutely take care of you. The very 
best vehicles on the market. They got great discounts. Uh, you get a five series, seven series, three series. They got electric vehicles, whatever you want. They treat you like a rock star. I can't hype them off enough. Just hit up BMW Fairfax. And look, if you're like uh, Drabby, uh, you get a used one and you look like a big silly. <laughs> a great thing about BMWs is the ones from 10 years ago look the same as the ones now. There's mm-hmm. a slight subtle differences. You have to be a real BMW geek. And it looks like they have almost $7,000 off new 5 and 7 series sedans, They always have silly specials. Confirm your eligibility now at ID.me. Thank you. Um, Real quick, I wanted to also just mention, pat myself on the back. Can I have the back patting machine? It's it's always affixed to your chair. (laughs) I think it's affixed to his body. All right, our guy, Zach Kruger, who you love from the fantasy world, right? Yeah, we broke bread together together. Month, month and a half ago. Well, Where'd you also, go? Brewbelly? Brewbelly, yeah. yeah. He's also he's an EB fan. And he was listening yeah. to the show. And he said uh, that my question was intriguing about Jamin Davis mm. and comparing him to Micah from a uh, physicality standpoint, athleticism standpoint. And he, so he punched the numbers in and he went to the site that, that, that uh, compares everybody based on their athletic scores yep. and from their combines. And they both came out in 2021. And by the way, I'm not saying that Jamie Davis can be Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is a freak. Going to the Hall of Fame. I get it. Mm-hmm. But he agreed with me, and he said, actually, there's a lot of intrigue there because actually you can make the argument that Jamin's more athletic based on vertical his vertical 42 to 34, broad jump numbers greater. The Certainly Micah's a little faster, but in the 10-yard split and 20-yard split, you know who's faster? In other words, that first burst, mm-hmm. Jamin. So... I'm not saying that Jamin Davis can be a Hall of Famer by any stretch, but maybe he could be a lot better if they're more creative and they figure out how to best use who is argue, you know, a guy who is arguably a great athlete. Well, no one ever questioned his athleticism. Well, I yeah. got a guy on here telling me he's a terrible athlete. I mean, if Dan well, Green can I mean, harness that, that's fantastic. Right. I'm not I mean, saying we, he can be Micah Parsons. He was one of the fastest, you know. Sideline to sideline players in college. Right, I mean, it's, it was his that's attribute. That's why they, that's why they drafted him. Right? right, but they haven't gotten the but most his out of his techniques were bad. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, I agree. And, and I think maybe he was a little lost in the sauce. It was because he's you know so he was inexperienced. Look, maybe Dan Quinn and Joe Witt, and they can coach him up, and he can become a much better player. Maybe he can or, be a poor man's Micah, or maybe he's just not a good fit for what they want to do. Yeah, or maybe they cut him. We'll have to but, see. but I think that there's something to be said there. I think that that player could be intriguing to Dan Quinn. All right. I actually also think. Antonio Gibson might be intriguing. We keep saying this every year. Love to Cl- to Cliff Kingsbury. That's Everybody my guy. assumes that Gibson's going to move on. I'll let Cakes make more bets and scoop up his money again. Yeah, that's fine. Everybody assumes <laughs> I, that Gibson's going to move on. I'm a sucker for Gibby yeah. bets. I wouldn't be surprised if Kingsbury looked at that skill set and said, hey, I want to do something with this, especially if back. I'm running four wides all the time. Peters is the one, I think, who you got to say is going to be intrigued. So Peters is the one who's making those calls. Yeah. He'll consult Kingsbury, of course, and Quinn. Anyway. All right, let me tell you what's going on in the world of Hollywood and entertainment. Uh, sad news. We talked about it. I got a lot of cancer in the news. It's just it's brutal. Um, Toby Keith uh, died at the age of 62, about, about a three-year battle with stomach cancer. Sad. Uh, but the family said he, he passed away peacefully uh, last night, February 5th, surrounded by family. He'd even said recently that he was kind of uh, he was at peace with whatever happens. Um, so, you know, one of those brutal deals. Uh, he leaves behind his wife, Trisha, three children, um, his mother and two siblings survive him. So, uh, 
pour some out for Toby Keith, uh, just a legendary country singer. We were kind of playing some of his songs earlier, and these guys were mocking me for not knowing a lot of them. I, I just, I just don't know him, but I know he's a huge specifically star. mocking you for not knowing Red Solo Cup, not not the others. That's that's the I, one just, that that you should hear. It should be like, okay, that's his biggest song, probably. I'm guessing that's his is it highest his biggest charting. song. I don't have any idea. Is that not his highest charting it song made, of all time? It made it to uh, number 15 on the Hot 100. Hmm. So yeah. Well, Red Solo but Cup. But Red Solo Cup was like a goof song. Like right. that wasn't a serious song for him. Yeah, right. yeah. Red Solo Cup is a sore subject for me because I can't buy Red Solo Cups in Montgomery <laughs> County. Okay. Uh, it, don't even get me started. Buy right. some here in DC and import them into Montgomery County. Oh, they don't County. sell Red Solo Cups in Montgomery County. I've bought them at grocery stores. What? Not anymore. Why? I don't believe so. Google it. Oh, let me guess. Okay. It's political. <laughs> um, you just said you bought some. I, I thought bought so. Any recently. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you, the ones he's buying now, you know, I don't know. They, they biodegradable. Or something. All right. Well, let me know if I you just need want some. a regular solo cup, a regular straw. I don't want something that I have paper. That's <clears throat> just me, though. Um, Plenty in Loudoun County. King Charles also has cancer. Yep. Now, what's interesting is and they said he's gonna, he's optimistic, and that's good. They didn't and, say what kind, did no, they? No, but they said it isn't prostate cancer. So he went in there for a large prostate. They did some work on him, and then they found another cancer. And I never even quite understood. Did you understand, Drabby, what's going on with Kate and her GI surgery? Like, she was out for, like, three weeks. Like, what's going on with her? Are you talking about Kate Middleton? Kate Middleton. Yeah, I, I okay. she, had, she had a surgery. No, she had surgery, like, two or three weeks ago. and was kind of, like, a big deal. But they never really said what it was. They just said she was having a GI surgery. Maybe she's got IBS. Is that the one that's married to the CK look like? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's correct. CK's doppelganger. CK would be nice to be married to Kate Middleton. <laughs> what other princess would it be? You know I mean, no, no, the Meghan. other one that's married to. Uh... Well, you know Meghan Markle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's clearly not Kate. Uh, Meghan Markle. Yeah. What's the other one? What's the other one? Okay. Willie. That's his name, right? Harry and Willie. Oh, Willie. Harry is the Harry's word. married to okay. Meghan Markle. Charles is getting a bad beat. I mean, he just waits <clears throat> seventy-five years to be king, and then. He's now for the, like ten minutes and gets cancer. Well, well some would say his personality has had cancer forever. Hopefully, heavy <laughs> is the head that wears the crown, kicks. <laughs> that is true. Hopefully, they got it under control, caught it early, and they'll be able to. You know, won't be catastrophic. Hopefully, um, the one thing I do think the one of the ailments that they mentioned that he had, and I noticed this a few weeks ago. Uh, apparently, he's been known. He has uh, sometimes he has this affliction. It makes his fingers look like sausages. Oh, oh really? It's called uh, ramism. <laughs> no, like his fingers get all they fat. Sw- they swell. They're up. swollen, really? and so there's some. I don't know if it's a, a circulation issue or something. Mm-hmm. But you can find pictures of his fingers, and they look like a show. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I do like sausages. Literally like sausages. I do like sausages. Getting old. Um, <laughs> Never looked up. Sucks. Prince Charles or King Charles's fingers. No, Just ever. type in sausage fingers, <laughs> Prince Charles or King Charles. You'll see. I'll take your word for it. Um, He's British, so they'd probably be blood sausage fingers. Kind of gross. All right. right. I'm about to Google it, Evie. Go ahead. Go <laughs> Google ahead. it. Go ahead. Um, let me see. I got a couple things in here I wanted to bring up. Uh, Tracy Chapman's fast car. Well, she's cashing in. After her and Luke Combs performed Fast Car during the 66 Grammy Awards on Sunday, it's climbing the iTunes charts after Grammy Awards, which you would assume means it's also climbing the Spotify charts. I would assume. Right? Um, do people even use iTunes anymore? Doesn't everybody I use don't Spotify? Know. I haven't used my iTunes in years. I think right? a lot of people, a bunch of silly I think a lot of people use Apple gone. Music. Do they? Yeah, if you have your iPhone, Apple Music is so very So has popular. Apple Music replaced, essentially, iTunes? 
I think so. Apple. You know, you know me. I'm very anti-Apple. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. we know. I don't, I'm not an Apple fan. Right. Screw them. But my kids all have the watches. Um, they probably all use Apple Music. They've got the iPhones. Spotify. I all have iPhone. Everyone. I mean, we got Apple crap everywhere. I've had MacBooks. I'm going to guess they use Apple Music over Spotify. But maybe they no, use both. they use Spotify for sure. I don't know if they use Apple Music, but they 100% use Spotify. That's what we use. Um, but I had to order. My wife and I, we needed another iPad for something. And yeah. Was, mm-hmm. and so we ordered one order yesterday. Yeah, you just keep paying Apple all keep your money. Keep paying Apple. Yep. You could have gotten the Galaxy version of the iPad. No, but no what you I can't need, get that Maypop. You can't what get that. I need, I, I need, need the Apple you version. You can't get a Surface. My buddy, my buddy who's a super tech guy sent me a text yesterday, and he gets the, the latest gadget every time, <laughs> and he's already swearing by Apple Vision Pro. Sucker. Is that what I saw he Steve said, will do it? His quote it was, it's table? insane. The one thing that I saw, I saw an app with somebody wearing the Apple Vision Pro. Yeah. So that's and like then, a VR thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. VR headset. And if you look at somebody, imagine this in terms of taking care of business, you could just flip it and change their face. So I could look at you and go, I'm going to make you Matthew McConaughey. And I'm going to make you whatever. Yeah, but I think, and you could do the same thing with your wife. the problem with the, that product, I don't think it has porn attached to I it. I know, that was a big story. <laughs> I think that's, but that's, that's only the a doubt, matter of time, right? Could be the downfall of the entire again, product. Isn't that silly? I mean, isn't that stupid? I mean, are you really into that? Are people going to walk around with those effing things? I'm not. Well, they're 3500 a clip, so... You know what? A waste that, of that's money. A fail. Yeah. That's a fail. What a waste of money that is. I have no I'm idea. I'm out on VR. I'm out and like, on uh, it. Like Gary Delamate said back in the day, the, uh, the, uh, the iPad is a fad. Big fad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Techno beaver. He, he just texted me. He was texting me. He said... He said, Apple Vision Pro is insane. Haven't taken it off since Apple. Sunday. And then I said, what the hell do you do with it? And he said, mostly work. Infinitely easier with the screens. I don't know. I Tech guys. So you look like yeah. the biggest <laughs> dork ever. Is that what people want to look like? Like like, like robots? I, I don't understand the world we're living in. I, I'm 54 going on 84. I'm ready <laughs> yes, to that's check what out. they want to do. People just want to be like a robot. If like, you were 25, that's probably what you'd be into. I'm not into it. I did want to be the $6 million man well, when I was growing up. When you are like 10. Of course you did. Jump over 20-foot walls. All right, when we come back, we're going to give away the Pixies Modest Mouse tickets, maybe a few more EP stories, and I think we have to check in with AWOD, who apparently is like living his best life out in Vegas covering the Super Bowl. So all that nice. coming up next. Going to hook up caller number 10 at 800-636-1067 right now. You're going to score two tickets to see Pixies and Modest Mouse. With special guest Cat Power, summer 2024. Friday, June 14th is the date at Meriwether Post Pavilion. Tickets on sale right now. For tickets and more event info, go to thefandc.com slash events, courtesy of Live Nation. So call now to win. I believe Drab is trying to track down AWOD, who's in Vegas. A little early form, 6.45 a.m. out there. That would be an hey, early we should wake mention... Up. Um, Barrett Sports Media put us as the number two morning show in a major market. Ah, which you know, cool. it's a, kind of an inside trade thing, but CK is getting the uh, Mark Chernoff Award, so congratulations mm-hmm. to CK. Where did like Barrett top... have us last year? 
Not remember. sure, but I feel like we were like four, seven? maybe or uh, something. Four. We've ascended the last few years. We used to be in <laughs> oh, kind of like surviving. The, we used to be kind old. of we used to be in kind of the six or seven range. I want to say. Radio remember, Angela Cataldi called yeah. us morons yeah. and, and dumbbells. Yeah, Boomer size and with yeah. who? Who's he do the show with? Uh, I think I his name is Mark Gio. Giannotti. Yeah, uh, not exactly. Gio's sure. So Boomer name. and Geo's the number one show. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. usually number one every year. They shouldn't be. I'm, Why are they so good? Just because it's New York? No, they, Boomer does it. They do a good show, get great ratings. What did Boomer just whiff on last week? Oh, he talked no, about Ben Johnson. He said Johnson. Ben Johnson was the done yeah. deal, right? right? He yeah. also said the, the commanders would be named the Washington Admirals, I believe was his, <laughs> his call for the name. Which is Who still inside a, source? a better name than commanders, but it wasn't the actual did name. Did he say that Ben Johnson was coming because he had a source, or is that the, was his yes. guess? Yes. Oh. Source. He's got bad source. I just, right, I, bad I, source. I, I just saw a story too where he was making a prediction. Damn it! I'm kind of out on. Boomer. Oh no! He says, according to Boomer Siason, mm-hmm. he says Belichick turned down the Falcons' coaching offer, mm-hmm. he might which have. we hadn't heard. He might have. Who knows? We never heard. We heard he wasn't offered. Yeah, I thought I read that too. So I'm not sure where I saw that. I thought Boomer was a douche when we interviewed him in uh, one of the Super Bowls. <laughs> He was just like. How are you going to do a terp like that? Yeah, he had I'm terp. just being honest with you. He was kind of. <laughs> Which Super Bowl was that? Do you remember? Nope. Who knows? So Maybe long Atlanta. ago. I, Atlanta. I don't know where the hell it was, but I just know he was like reading his paper. He couldn't have he, been. He was less interested. He couldn't have been less interested. Now, who else was like that? There was somebody else that was like that. I just didn't like him. I just remember who the else? Dallas Super Bowl when Dallas was a, a skating rink. Yeah. Ice everywhere. It was an ice storm. And Jason risked his life to go out to a liquor store to get a bottle of Tito's vodka. I do remember that about our road. Did trip. I make it? You made it. Yeah, you made it back. Good yeah. for you. All right. Is Ep- is, is uh, the kid on? Is Epstein? Is that <laughs> yeah. called? That's also, by the way, when we went to the Palm. Yes, correct. Restaurant in Dallas, and mm-hmm. we met all the Fox people. Yeah, and you've had eyes from Maria Maria Menounos. Maria Menounos. Yes, you were. I right. still were, have that picture on smitten. my phone. You do? Yeah. Probably <laughs> look at it all the time. Never going anywhere. No <laughs> Probably over by the sink. Yeah. I don't know about that, but I do look at it a lot. Let's go to Adam. Adam, what's up, buddy? What's up, junkies? I'm checking in live from Radio Row here in Vegas. Are you actually out of bed? Is it Radio oh, yeah. Row? Up and early. The three-hour time difference. I'm used to it now, but, I mean, how could I not be here at Radio Row? It's the best place to be. You've got stars everywhere. They're just walking around like normal people. Not now. Right, give, us, give, us some, early. give us some names that you've seen. Oh, I walked right up to Adam Schefter yesterday and talked to him. You got Ian Rappaport here. The two Adams. Uh, I saw you with Matt Baer. Is, 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 is he shorter than you? Oh, he's a tiny man. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you tweeting that you've been uh, mistaken for Ed Sheeran a few times. <laughs> like three times. I have, yeah. People are starting to think I'm a celebrity now. I'm thinking I need to show up at Radio Row with a guitar <laughs> yeah. next, uh, you know, tomorrow. Probably, yeah. That would be a good I'd bit. Your game. Yeah, how many they producers. Ask you, ask you to play it, then you're, yeah. then you're screwed. But that's <laughs> what you do. You just go yeah. there and just start winging it. Yeah, say you're, say you're hawking like Gatorade. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good yeah, well, bit. I, if I you want to go viral, voice, that might work. Terrible. I know, I know. Well, I'm planning on, I'm, I brought a suit so I could look good on Rady Row because I know you guys always give me crap about the way I dress. Why'd you bring a suit? No one has suits on Radio Row. I mean, what's up to Brian Mitchell right now? Here's that Radio Row. That would be the dumbest place to wear a suit ever. Does Brian know Adam? Hmm. Yeah, he just he came to say hi to me. What do you mean, does Brian know who he wanted? <laughs> of course. I just don't know. Be I mean, Mitch. Brian's pretty locked in. Where are but... you staying? I'm staying at the Luxor, there which is connected to the Mandalay Bay. Here's yep. what you guys are missing Cakes out didn't on get is, you the hook. I tried. I did what I could. <laughs> I made my best effort. You guys could be going viral every day 
because there's so many celebrities here and you guys are such a good show with so much chemistry. So if you just had a table at Radio Row, you'd go viral. You just have to get out of bed and you'd be the best show here. I know, but it's too much effort. We've been there five or six times. Yeah. It's just a lot of effort. Yeah, but that's before you were big sillies. No, no it wasn't. You guys are no. stars and <laughs> we were nose. big sillies then. Those days are over. Just, we're lazy. You understand that also the, the company has limited resources as well. That is the biggest factor. Okay, that's that's a big fact. So who's your big get today? Uh, I have Kevin Harlan coming up later today. I've got Thierry Henry for tomorrow. Ooh. I mean, there's just it's superstar after superstar. They're all going to be walking around. Now, Thierry Henry, and, uh, that's the uh, soccer dome. Yeah, French soccer, soccer player. What's, yeah. He, what's he promoting? Viagra or something? <laughs> no, he's well. He's uh, doing a, a special show here uh, on Saturday to promote the Champions League. I think um, Ed McCaffrey. I got to do some research on him. But he'll be coming on the show later as well. He won a couple of Super Bowls. Who do you think he is? Who do you think Ed McCaffrey is? Oh, I think his I think his son is Christian. <laughs> <laughs> what teams do you think Ed played you for? Think his son is Christian. <laughs> uh, I would I would guess Oakland Raider. <laughs> what position yeah. do you think Ed McCaffrey? You definitely got to do some research. Ed McCaffrey sounds like a tight end. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> okay, close. Well, he did close catch balls. Do some research. Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, how, how's it going with your girl? Oh, it's silly. She she just texted me. She misses my face. I, that's a good one. That's got to be the only <laughs> one in the country. Yeah, my, my parents don't even miss <laughs> yeah. my face. Right. It's right. better if she said, I miss your blank. <laughs> right. Did you ever say that to you? Does she ever sex you? She, she, oh, yeah. As she, if she listens to my podcast while she's driving with the speaker system in her car, she has to pull over. It's that good. That's She's so overdone. It's like, hey, it's like private parts. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> You're a world class line. No, it's like a pullover. She, she sits on the yeah, speaker. Yeah, she sits on the subwoofer. And how it goes. That's not yeah. true. You're lying. I mean, Awa just lifted that from Howard Stern. <laughs> I'm just a radio hey. professional. You didn't hey. need to say that. How many days are you going to be away from home or whatever? How many days? Six days. Any chance you guys have like a phone sex? <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm I'm searching out here for a Vegas hall pass. What all the big silly. <laughs> what a dummy. Who's on your list? Oh, I, I don't want to give out names, but um every I mean every hot girl from the industry is here. Every every yeah, girl, you think, radio you think girl, you're gonna hook up with Kay Adams? Keep grasping. Mina Kimes. Kay Adams is she's 20 feet away from me. I was just standing next to her. Her set. Get a picture. Get a selfie with Hey Adams. I want to see Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> All right, Awa. Best of luck out there. Uh, hopefully, you get mistaken for Ed Sheeran about 10 more times, and yeah. we'll talk. And bring to you a soon, guitar man. tomorrow. Definitely yeah. bring a guitar later. All right, 12 to three on the Odyssey app. Listen in. Look at All that. Right, Good buddy. plug. Well yeah. done. Yeah. All right, we got to get out of here. We're done for the day. We'll see you again tomorrow. Be Mitch and Finley. They're coming up next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.